What is up, wrestling fans? Welcome to another live edition of the Smart Cat Moment Smack Talk Podcast Mailbag. We are on the quarter two for 2021. Seems like that shouldn't be the case, but that's how time works. And we're going to kind of just uh, hang out a little bit here. We, we've had some a lot of live things recently, and Mailbag was coming up. And I decided, you know what, let's do this live. Let's do this as kind of the hot tags as well, combine some efforts, make things a little bit easier. I got some stuff I got uh, that I, it's going to get in the way of the hot tags. We need to take a little bit of a break on the podcast. We, uh, well, you know, all that kind of stuff is factoring in. So it's a you know, one o'clock in the afternoon on Thursday. We don't normally record like this, but we're doing it. Why not? I'm Tony Mango. I've got with me Robert D. Felice. Hey, and I've effectively just kind of caught up to Callum on just like, we're trading off at this point. You know, he did yeah. some of the shows, I'm doing some of the shows. Tony is the only constant here on Smart Moment. I am a constant pain in the ass, you could call me. <laughs> With a constant pain in the ass. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and uh, I see that we got Guest 5 in the chat. What's up, Guest 5? And... I'm assuming that not a whole lot of people are going to be popping up here. One o'clock in the afternoon is not a time that people normally would be able to join. But uh, the alternative was going to be to do this on, like, Friday night and uh, cards on the table. I got uh, my first shot of the COVID vaccine in the morning after that. And I'm not going to edit something at three in the morning and wake up at six in the morning and then do that kind of thing, you know? Yeah. So... Uh I just went looking to see if I could get mine. They're all booked everywhere around here. It's very annoying. I want to get these shots over with. Oh, I booked mine like almost two weeks ago. And that's how I was able to book it through, you know? So, we're, you know, if you don't know what the mailbag's about, that's why we're talking about something like that. The mailbag is just sort of loose and free. And, uh, you know, we, we don't have to talk about just 100% pro wrestling stuff, although we will, obviously, you know, that's the majority of this because it is a pro wrestling channel, but we can talk about anything else. So if you want to drop some kind of a comment in the live chat, if you are listening live, then ask us about whatever, you know, this is kind of the, the opportunity to just goof around a little bit and we will address the hot tags. We don't really have a whole lot of hot tags right now, so... We're going to talk about pretty much only one of them, uh, at least that I can think of. But and we'll do, you know, your generic TV shit and all that. Yeah, for you know, the stuff that we've seen so far, because there's been, well, I haven't watched AEW Dark or Elevation, but, you know, there's been NXT, there's uh, Monday Night Raw, there's Dynamite. So we got some stuff, you know, we'll fill it up. We'll give you guys a, a hoot. I don't know. <laughs> Every time I see the word hoot, I think of Rocco. That was a that hoot. Was awesome. Every single time. Never fails. Rocko's modern I love Rocko's modern some, life. Some 90s nostalgia. If one of these days, one of these podcasts is just going to break down into, we're in the 90s now. That's it. We're not leaving. That'll be a Fanboys Anonymous podcast of just, let's talk about the 90s. And uh, that'll be fun. If you want more Fanboys content, let me know. Like, I, I really want to get more people that are on the Smart Cat Moment side of things to hop on over to Fanboys. And I don't know what it is that... I know some people are just like, nah, I'm just into pro wrestling, which that's fine. But if you are into other stuff, then, you know, let me know what you would be interested in. Because, you know, maybe you're not necessarily into, say, 
the Batman stuff that we've done, or maybe you aren't a big fan of James Bond and you're not checking out the Reviewable Kill podcast, but that you would be super duper into discussion on just the 90s, or you know, maybe you're like, man, if these guys could talk about pogs, this would be the fucking best thing in the world, or you know, like, remember Alf? <laughs> He's back. Pogporn. Pogporn. <laughs> <laughs> Going on from the tournament earlier, best original logo of the big four. Hmm. 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 I'm thinking maybe maybe that uh that SummerSlam one that I was talking about. The SummerSlam ninety four one? Yeah. I think that that might be my favorite. I think as just a generic blueprint of any of the logos, I like, you got to go with like OG WrestleMania one. But as any of the variants are concerned, I like the Caesars Palace themed WrestleMania. And I know, look, I know, but like, <laughs> it's, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. And for that matter, uh, OG SummerSlam as well. Great logo. I've never liked a lot of the logos since. I thought the green and blue SummerSlam, like the generic S, was kind of cool. But like... Uh, I don't like that one. The ones afterwards, like the, the, the ones that are just now, like the stars, like give me some... Give me some flavor. Give me some color. Give me something unique. Give me something... It's fun. These don't feel fun. They feel very... I don't like minimalist design. I'll say that. I like... Listen, there's a lot to be said in minimalist when it comes to, like, furniture or minimalism when it comes to a lot of things. But when it comes to graphic design, I like kooky, over-the-top bullshit. To me, it's it's a 50-50 kind of thing. Like, I like the Olive Garden logo better without having that block behind it. You know what I mean? There's like that like, uh that, that rectangle like with the thing. I don't like that, but I like the the more minimalist kind of things, but I don't like it when companies decide let's just type and that'll be it. Like uh I I feel like I've brought this up maybe with you in the past, but the Pepsi logo. The pop out logo is much better than the the flat minimalist design they have now. I just think it's it's cooler. I don't know. I don't like flat. Hey, aren't we so modern and corporate and bland? I'm going to um, switch us over to my uh, my screen share, I think, so I can show everybody what we're talking about at the moment. Uh, let's look at the hang of some of these things. Okay, so I'm on Logopedia. Uh, see, I as far as these Pepsi logos go, it was originally Brad's drink. What? I love that. <laughs> Just Brad's drink? What? Who the fuck's Brad? <laughs> Caleb Bradham. That's uh, that's weird. It's, it's Brad now. <laughs> yeah. See, I like I don't like it. 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 Uh, it's okay. That works for me. That's that's old school. It's you know this is like what I grew up with for a good portion of that. That is a little like it's unnecessary that you've got this kind of thing going on, but 
whatever this little circle thing is all about, it just became iconic enough that that's all you need. And I don't like the little twist that they did. They didn't need to change that. But if you took this and just made it flat and put it down next to this, I'm cool with it. So like I like I don't like I I don't like that. I like go back up. The 2006 2008 one or like the 96 to 98 one. It just that to me looks better. I don't like the font either. Font sucks. Yeah. Yeah, this font's better. Yeah. So take take this font, get rid of like the stroke and the emboss and whatever. Put it down next to it like that. Take this and flatten it and put it down next to it. And you got what I would consider to be probably the best. Yeah. Go with like a Survivor series here. Uh, so like I think that like this is okay. That's very Thanksgiving-y. So that's okay. It's not the prettiest logo. But I hate... Where is it on here? When they do things like... Um, Oh, I don't see it on here. Maybe they uh, maybe they don't have all the logos. You're a logo Peter. Why do you have not have all the logos? Which well, one are you looking for in particular? Even this one, for instance, that's just words. There's nothing to it. This is a mess. <laughs> that's that's yeah, not good. Yeah, and they only did that once, and you can see why. Yeah, that just looks like it's like Toxic Avenger or something. This is cool, I though. I always liked the 2001 logo. That, like, it's the one. The one. Yeah, I like that. That's cool. I think that's a very cool look for Spurs. The other ones after are kind of meh. I obviously with this one, it's like the ninety, the the nineties logo is great. Yeah, and if we go to say, uh, like this WrestleMania thing that Fox had put up that I used for the other article, that to me is like you've got some great ones. Like these are just simple and great, you know. But I am not a fan of, say, like WrestleMania 21 with the big two and one. That's just like kind of bulging out. I don't like that. I really don't like WrestleMania NYNJ. I, first of all, New York is not New Jersey. Yeah. I, do, I don't like when people do that. It's not pretty much New York. Okay. Like, you're, you're, mm-hmm. no, no. Okay. If it was in New Jersey, they haven't been in New York since 20. Deal with that. Yeah, don't refer to it as WrestleMania New York. Go to New Jersey to watch it. (laughs) They did the same thing in 25. It's like, look, you got the Statue of Liberty. Look, you're not in New York. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, for here, I don't like the 2000 logo. And ironically, I think it's the only time they really use the color green. Yeah. For anything, I don't like it. Um, Yeah, that's awful. I think the best one of modern times is easily the play button. The play button. If you replace the play button with, and I move this from my screen. Uh, <laughs> if you replace the play button itself with the number 31, I think that that's like practically perfect. See, I think the play button is perfect because in almost like it's everything I hate in logo design, but it's everything that is actually modern. So it's just the WrestleMania logo, but it's white. It's a play button because we're moving on towards streaming platforms and things like that. I think it's great. 
I'm not a big fan of like basically what I would call takeover logos because they're just like, and we're in Florida, so here's sunshine, and we're in Tampa, mm-hmm. so here's the Buccaneers logo. I, I that's just a miss for me. Yeah, it's uh, there's a lot of hits and misses going on. I don't like um the minimalist types of things sometimes when it comes to something like the Royal Rumble, like we were talking about, you put a little bit of that uh, going over the top rope sort of feel. And I like it a lot. You take the elimination chamber one and it ends up being just, I don't know, like uh, it's just nothing. Oh crap. This this entire time you couldn't hear Rob. I guess five is saying he can't hear me now. Uh, you know why? I think that when I switched over screen, to the screen uh, screen share, I don't think that yours uh, was active. Uh, just in case, I'm going to switch that over. Yep, that was the case. So uh, now you can. <laughs> hey! There <laughs> but, we go. Uh, yeah, so, well, what you missed from Rob was him basically saying that Beautiful he didn't like... Stuff. Okay. Some other things, yeah. Minimalism sucks. Flat logos suck. I like crazy kookiness. I want to take everything and just put it back into like the early two thousands or the nineties. So, and nostalgia. I sent Tony a message a few days ago that said my reliance on nostalgia is so unhealthy, and it stands to reason. <laughs> yeah, uh, if you're listening to this on the YouTube side of things, uh, you'll be able to hear Rob on the audio only thing because I'm recording him separately on a different thing. So uh, if you're missing that out, you know, sorry about that. Um, let's get into some of these uh, mailbag questions that were sent to us in advance. We got a couple of them here and there. So uh, let's go with that. Um, anyway, start with we got. Peter, we got Howard, we got Michael. Howard's always good for a classic question or two. So Howard had sent us for the near future, is it possible to do superstar scores Bob Backlund? He Man. his era would go back from the 1970s and 80s up to when he returned to WWF at the age of 44 in 1993. I mean, I I can't give you a superstar scores off the top of my head, especially because that would be that a whole sounds podcast. Sounds like a mailbag. But uh, mailbag. What's the thing? <laughs> Pick your poison. <laughs> I think I would have a hard time with superstar scores, Bob Backlund, because I've only really watched his stuff from when he returned, and I don't like that old school style of different things. So, I know if I were watching at that time, I'd have a much stronger fondness for Bob Backlund and obviously like to a certain extent you have to give him a high score on credibility because he held the championship for like what was it, like five years or something but uh, which he, is crazy because in that time it was like yeah but fuck this guy because Bruno held it for 15 it's like right yeah and he was never like the biggest dude or he was never you know the most bombastic character he was just a guy he's kind he of really the Daniel Bryan like Ron, he really does look like Ron Howard though <laughs> he was kind of like the Daniel Bryan of that time. It, you know, he's just like the scrappy kind of little guy or whatever. And I don't know where I'd rank him. I know I wouldn't be able to rank him in like the fifties type of range, but I think he'd be kind of low just because I'm unfamiliar with a lot of his work. We can do it well, in the future though. Pick your poison. Yeah. Pick your poison. Definitely. Um, 
I, I think I'd rank him higher than you because I like Bob Backlund a lot. He's easy. He's the only guy probably that's like an easy 10 for public relations and backstage. <laughs> he's, a, he, he's a, you know, dorky Bob. I think he was doing headstands at the Hall of Fame, wasn't he? Like, this man is freakishly in shape. He's also nuts. He's also nuts. <laughs> uh, we're all a little nuts, right? I think so. You want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. I can't smash anything. I don't have any vase next to me. Like a cashew or a... What kind of, nut, <laughs> what kind of nuts guy are you? Brazilian nuts. Oh, why am I not surprised? <laughs> and little did I know the first time that I would have had that. You know, <laughs> that I could just be like, oh, you know, fiance. Uh, love you, sweetie. Um... Let's go to Howard's other questions we got here. Who would win in a battle of the five count match? Big E versus King Kong Bundy. <laughs> um, so Bundy is like stocky, right? Like he's got size on Big E because he's a little, little taller, a little more wide. But Big E is freakishly strong. I, I think I'd have to go with Big E. I think I'd go Big E, even though I feel like I there's part of me that should root for the local guy. I mentioned this before. King Kong Bundy is the brother of my one of my old gym teachers. So I feel like I could realistically buy you randomly bumping into King Kong Bundy in like a, the corner store or something. I don't know where he used to live before he passed away, but. I mean, he's from my area. Like, he, he's either from my town or he's from one of the towns around me. So he, like, uh, I mean, like I said, like, you know, Mr. Pally's is like, oh, okay. Yeah, Mr. Pally's. Yeah, I had him all the time. And I had another Pally. Like, the, it's a group of brothers that were all, like, one of them was, uh, you know, this teacher. And one of them's in this part of the school system. And one of them, I think, runs, like, a car dealership around here or something you know like it's just kind of one of those things They're the pallies you know so lots of wrestlers were uh teachers it wasn't like axe a teacher as well like that for some reason they tend to like to teach which i find a little strange hoggy dog man a teacher a um teacher. rick martell I or is that. it uh wait no tito isn't Tito. isn't Tito a barber? No, I think Tito is like a vice principal or something, isn't he? Really? I didn't know that. Let's look this up. Tito Santana teacher. Or maybe he's like a Spanish teacher or something. Uh, he teaches, or at least back in 2017, he taught in middle school Spanish. That's so wild. Uh, but the thing is, like, he's kind of older, so nobody would know. If I had Tito Santana as a teacher, I would never not be like... So, tell me all the stories about working with Savage and, like... <laughs> you know what I would do? Mr. Steamboat? Yeah. <laughs> <'Cause>, <laughs> just to reference that joke. <laughs> Tito! I like Tito. Uh, another question from Howard. Also, if you had a choice from a hot woman to take a wrestling move in the corner of a ring, the Bronco Buster or the Stink Face... <laughs> so, Howard goes old school wrestling. Also, <laughs> this is 
not the uh I love Howard's questions. They're always great. Um May Young was an expert at that Bronco Buster, wasn't she? I guess it depends on the woman. The woman. The woman. <laughs> <laughs> Again, if you have no idea why we keep saying that, it's from the Moonraker film from uh, James Bond, or View to a Kill. Check back on the podcast because we talk about that so much. It's it's going to be one of the running gags of this entire year at the very yeah, least. Just like it's great. Um, I'm not going to answer that question seriously, but take your pick. You probably wouldn't be wrong. You know. You're not going to get uh, one like Dropkick or a Bulldog or the uh, X Pac uh, Face Buster. <laughs> you know? Not going to be. That one. Yeah. Uh, I know um, we got some other questions here. I'm going to switch over to Michael's that he had sent us in. Actually, before we do that, I'm going to answer the thing that's in the live chat right now. Favorite of the WWE behind-the-scenes stuff, Untold, Chronicle, 24, etc. Have I gone on my rant on the podcast about Chronicle and 24? Sure you have, because I, I feel like I've heard it. And it's here's the deal. Ah, I changed it. I said deal instead of thing. Yeah. Um, Deal's the here. <laughs> so they're all the same thing, right? But I think 24 is more of like, here is the story of a specific event, even though it's no longer 24 hours. It's just called 24. Or Chronicle, they're all good depending on the subject. And they're all bad depending on the subject. I think that 365 can be the best. Because that tracks the entire year from somebody, and that's pretty interesting. Untold? is probably my favorite, but I actually haven't even watched many of them. It's because they've tended to put some stuff on that where I go, ah, I'll watch it another time. Kinda. <laughs> and then You need to watch The Untold for Michaels and Angle. I thought that was like the best thing I've seen so far from that group of shows. I would say The Chronicle on Edge recently was really good. When you get the guys who know how to tell the story and who know how to take you on the ride, that's when this stuff is good. The Edge, uh, the Second Mountain, whatever it was called, my God, that was... I think that was the 24 special. Yeah, that was such a great documentary. Um, I just don't get why it's called 24. Because they started the show with WWE 24 Silicon Valley. And it was the 24 hours of... WrestleMania. WrestleMania. Which or that yeah. is like, okay, that, that works if it's tracking a 24-hour period. But then that they have the show the day of. And then that's like... See, day of is more of like... Uh, it's a couple hours surrounding. <laughs> like, right. It's like... It's a YouTube special. Like, oh, here's a 15-minute, 20-minute day of. Yeah, I hate the 24 name. I think everything should just be called WWE Chronicle. And it should, because another thing that I hate about it is it's like WWE 24, Kevin Owens. But but what? 24 what? Kevin I Owens what? That's why I think that they've started to do them better. Where like Liv Morgan was originally a Chronicle and then it got changed to Live Forever. And I was like, okay, cool. This has like a story and a theme and 
you know, you've got Liv kind of reading these diaries and it mm-hmm. worked. I still haven't seen that one, but it like by the that way, has like an actual like purpose to it. So then that should be WWE Chronicle Live Forever. I, and I think that's what it kind of was. That's what it ended up being. Yeah. It was a chronicle. Um, That had me believing for five seconds that maybe, just maybe, if they wanted to, Liv Morgan could win the Royal Rumble. Like, if they wanted to. And Paul Heyman on that one is so good. I I said this recently. I would would fire everybody on the auxiliary, like, announcer side, as long as it meant keeping Paul Heyman on Talking Smack. That is... Easily the best thing this company has. Heyman's great. Far and away. Heyman's a guy that he really should be doing so much more. I'm so glad that, like, you know, we have him around, and there's arguably a subsection of people who are sick of him and are like, oh my God, this guy takes up so much space and so much room. There was a time where he just disappeared, and it was like you were resigned to the fact of, like, oh yeah, Heyman's not in wrestling anymore. That's another era. I'm so yeah, glad I hope that, hope that, that never happens again. again. Yeah, for real. And I love when he does things like the kind of like semi shoot interviews and he just reveals some stuff, just like, yeah, this is what our game plan was. And then this person's whatever. And, you know, there like, should be that kind of transparency. We're in a different era. Just talk about things. And I like the way he blurs the lines when he goes, like, with Sammy Zay and he's like, look. When I was executive director of Raw, Kevin Owens was, like, burying you, and, you know, he's in on the conspiracy. I like that they weave stuff like that in there. Let's go over to Michael's questions. He had sent us uh, two in completely different time frames, one of them in uh, about two different months, kind of. From March, we've got... If you had to cast a pro wrestler as the next James Bond, who do you think would do the role justice? Hmm. John. So like. Visually, you can't go John Cena. Is that where you're going? I was going to say John because visually with the hair that he is now, I could see it being John. I can't at all imagine that that but would work. You- you can't imagine because you're not thinking of him saying, you know, Bond, James Bond. You're thinking of him being like, and I'll never give up. And I'll yeah. never quit. But I could see him being, listen, if you watch Total Bellows, and I know you didn't, John, <laughs> like, I could see John, real life John, probably parlaying into a James Bond kind of deal. Um, Cesaro, if we could shave the head, you know, if we could shave the head, I'd say Cesaro. Um, well, if we go with the idea that they need to be somewhere on the spectrum of from the United Kingdom, because they've got we've gotten a Scottish bond, we've gotten an Australian bond, which is in the UK, but you know, hey, the first NXT UK women's champion was Australian, uh, and the third, right? No, yeah, wait, first, the second. Third? Uh, Wait. Do you think you're talking about Tony? Yeah. Second. Second. Yeah, okay. I'm like, wait, was there anybody between those two? Yeah. Uh, isn't that kind of weird? First two are Australian? Well, yeah, but it's... Listen, they just want it to be NXT from the United Kingdom region. Like, they just yeah. want it to be not North American. 
NXT not North America. <laughs> so if I'm looking at the NXT UK roster, I'm ruling out a kid. I'm ruling out. Actually, you know, I wouldn't rule out a kid if you throw in the idea of what if it's a prequel, and this is when he's in the military or something. I, he's a little smaller, but you know. Uh, ooh, maybe Noam Dar. He's a, he's got a bulk up though. So far, out of the ones I'm looking at, that one might be my pick. Um, hmm. Because I wouldn't go like Marcel though. Marcel Barthel. Uh, he's got to be a villain. No, he's just too good. To be a villain is Dragonov. Okay, Dragonov is the 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 guy who goes crazy and has a great fight scene with Bond on a train. <laughs> he's like the Necros. <laughs> uh, I mean, it wouldn't make sense for it to be like a Saxon Huxley. Um, I wouldn't go. Like Wolfgang <laughs> by any means. Uh, they need to update this roster page, by the way. Why? Well, who's at the one on dot com? Uh, they still got Pete Dunn. They don't have like Nathan Frazier, Ben Carter. They don't have Sadamora. They don't like they don't have any of the new signings. It's just lucky that they put a uh, the title pictures on the Fabio twins. You know what uh, roster page does have the latest signings? Smargamama.com. <laughs> I have got it updated to the point where it even says Nathan Fraser, formerly known as Ben Carter, Rohan Raja, a.k.a. Tony Gill, a.k.a. Gersinder Singh, Shaw Samuels, debuted as Ed Harvey, Teoman, formerly known as etc., etc. Teoman would be a good villain. I still don't know if he's a heel or a babyface. He's a heel. I'm leaning more towards that, but he started I off... vibes from his promos. The first promo was like, hey, I'm here to like provide for my family. So that throws me off. That, like, I naturally see that and go, oh, you're probably a villain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if we're going with like who's the, the best looking that could be like a charmer, I mean, there's pretty deadly. They need to be henchmen that can like. They could be like Mishka and Grishka. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> this one's pretty and this one's deadly <laughs> I think I'd go maybe if he could grow the hair out maybe Fabian Eichner well we've got uh... wait he's German isn't he I don't think he could have a German James Bond no never mind Yeah, we've no got, I'm Dar's uh, my pick again if he can bulk out or gain some size Tyler Bate he could be a smooth talker who do you think would be the best Bond girl out of the WWE roster. Out of the entire WWE roster, not like out of just NXT UK. Yeah, because I mean the Bond girls could be from anywhere. Like I can't imagine Cybrook's side. <laughs> She's just too like cute and tiny. Charlotte Flair comes to mind. She would be very good in that role. I would not sign off on that. <laughs> no? Not at all. She'd actually not be pretty even, low on my list, I think. Not even as like a femme fatale. I don't think she could pull that off. I think that the way that her promos go, like this past one on Monday, I wouldn't buy it. Okay, I would probably say Peyton Royce or Mandy Rose. Hmm. 
looking at this roster right now, I'm thinking Vanessa Bourne, maybe. She's good. Uh, maybe. I mean, we've never had something like a Shotzi with like the tattoos and different things. Not to mean that they couldn't do I, it. I but... don't think it, but I don't think it fits the Bond. Right. Style. Maurice would be a wow. Oh, Maurice would be. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> she would definitely be a femme fatale. She'd be like a Fiona. Yeah, I actually that might be my number one right now. I could see maybe EO. EO would be good. Because she could be like the, you know, an agent over from Japan that's got this like edge to her and, you know, kind of like you mix a little bit of Aki with a little bit of Waylin from Tomorrow Never Dies, which we haven't gotten to yet on the podcast. But I could see, oh, man, EO is standing out to me now. Uh, you mentioned Maurice. Maurice is probably the best option, but Maurice is the one that they would go with, and then have Nikki Vander's little brother, you know? <laughs> <laughs> just to keep it going. Yeah. If you wanted yeah. to have like one of the heavies, you know, like a henchwoman or something like that, they could always cast like a Tamina as just like a brute because she could probably pull that off. I she'd be great in that role. Bond talk. If you want more, a review to a kill. Check it out. I, now I'm like, I'd like to see it. I'd like to see WWE dive into the Bond world. Although I do think Cena would probably be their go-to. You know how like they keep trying to get like a Mel Gibson? <laughs> or like a, they could probably get John. I'd sign off on that. In the chat, Dragunov as a villain with Isla Dawn as a henchwoman. Dragunov has to be <laughs> the henchman. The He's main, the, the psycho henchman. The main villain... Like an Eddie Dennis. McGinnis. <laughs> he just does magic tricks. <laughs> Another question from Michael was, if you were a WWE executive and tasked with having to drop the first or last names of two or three superstars, male or female, who would you choose? And of course, I just clicked out of my roster page, so I'm going to bring that back up. I, I of course, hate the whole, uh, well, we just got to go with Cedric instead of Cedric Alexander type of thing. But there's some people that I think you could get away with. And if I had to drop a surname from somebody or a first name, the first thing that comes to my mind is Braun Strowman. He's just Strowman. Or just Braun. Uh, the first name that came to my mind is Drop the Tommaso, Keep Champa. Yeah, that one could work. Imagine if they did that with Damian Priest and he's just Priest. <laughs> e- either way you do that, all right, it would be bad. Uh, imagine he's just Dexter. He's not Dexter Lewis, he's just Dexter. And Keith Lee is just Keith. Bronson Reed, I could see being just he, Reed is coming. Like Godzilla or something. I never would have said Matt Riddle. Never. That's for sure. Especially because his last name is Riddle. <laughs> yeah, just the Riddler kind of thing. I think uh, it, it was a mistake to do that with Tucker. Yeah, lots of things were a mistake with Tucker. Um, maybe they could get away with doing it with... Uh, Uh, Jackson Riker could just be Riker and I'd be alright with it yeah you know Riker wouldn't be that bad that might be like option number two 
Um, they did it with Reginald. Reginald is supposed to be Reginald Thomas. Wasn't his name Thomas? Wasn't no, it was uh, Akeem Tommy? Young before he was, was Reginald. It, wasn't his name Tommy? Didn't she call him Tommy at first? Oh, that's right. She did call him something else. It might have been Tommy. She being Carmel, pronouns pal. Um, speaking of names, now I didn't get to sit here and talk to you about the Nigerian drum fight. Let's talk about Babatunde slash Dalvikato slash gotta be Commander Aziz. Commodore Aziz uh, seems like what they're going with, which is even weirder. Commodore? Commodore Aziz. I did the thing. I sort of got I wrote Commander. I wrote Commander too. It seems like they might have been doing both. Because uh, Commodore keeps popping up more. Uh, in the chat, Guest 5 says Apollo could drop the cruise. I didn't like it when they did it the first time. I wouldn't sign off on it now. Yeah. Apollo cruise. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> uh, yeah, I look, I'm not offended by the fact that they're they're using Babatunde. He's big. Yeah. Okay. Not as uh, many other people are. But I am offended by the fact that they acted like they don't know who the guy is. Yeah, so, I don't like who that. Who is he? What is this? Who what is this monster? Oh, is it the same monster that's popped up a couple different times? Yeah, guys, you drafted him to Raw. <laughs> like, he was the final pick in the draft. Maybe get rid of with Ashanti the Adonis. Maybe just Ashanti. The Adonis. No, the Adonis. Or the Adonis. Yeah, that could work. Uh, you can get rid of the first name Isaiah and just have Swerve Scott. If that counts. Yeah, I, li- I like Swerve. <laughs> Imagine if he got rid of L.A. Knight and he's just L.A. Or just Knight. Like, <laughs> what is he, a Knight gimmick? No, he's just, he's just Knight. La Knight. I like Wigo's name for him. Bobo Rotundo. <laughs> That's good. Bobo Rotundo. It, it seems so mean. <laughs> uh, yeah, I... I talked about the uh, Commodore Aziz, Commander Aziz, whatever. I I like that they're using them, but that Nigerian drum fight was just so stupid that they didn't plan that out. How did you feel about the match length of the WrestleMania matches? It seemed like the ones that were short should have had more time. It seemed like the ones that went long outside of a couple of them, I would have trimmed a little bit. Like you take a couple minutes off of well, you could take the entire Natty and Tamina versus Naya and Shayna match off the card, and that would be better. And then replace it with a better match and just kind of put Naya and Shayna over in the match on night one and kind of kill two birds with one stone kind of a thing. But Nigerian Drum Fright felt like it was quick. Look, I like the idea that they're protecting finishers. And they're getting into quicker matches. If that's a theme going forward, I'm all for it. Because no match at night one cracked 20 minutes. And everybody's finisher was protected. I don't know about you. I I can easily get behind that. Because some of these matches lately have been way too long. I mean, yeah, we don't need 50-minute matches or anything. Unless it calls for it. I haven't seen it yet, but I heard uh, Cole and O'Reilly went too long. Yeah. It could have been trimmed. 
Ah, that's unfortunate. Guess why it says this Nigerian drum fight where Rusev versus Swagger's flag match. I'll pick the Nigerian drum fight <laughs> if I remember correctly. Flag matches to me are just. I don't understand this idea that WWE has been doing the past couple of times. When did we switch over from the flag match being that you have to capture the flag to just being you can do a regular match and the winner can pose with his flag? That is so stupid. My favorite take on them recently was the Rusev uh, Cena one where they like had to fight up the stage and plant their flag. Yeah, that was okay. That was cool. I like that. Do that or do the thing where the flag's on a pole and you have to grab it. Don't do the, if you can win by pinfall or submission and then you get to celebrate by waving your flag. That's dumb. That's really dumb. That's like TNA level dumb. You know? The winner of the Royal Rumble is the one who goes into the ring. (laughs) That kind of thing. Oh, you never know. I'm still waiting. And now they do two rumbles a year. I'm hoping we get it really soon for the number 30 to just win by entering an empty ring. And it's like, oh, they won. They did it. <laughs> and then they have to defend their uh, their Royal Rumble win at the next pay-per-view, probably, right? Something like that, yeah. Because, well, you didn't really win. Yes, I did. What do you mean I won? <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to Peter's questions. People say The Simpsons went on too long, but what do you think about Sesame Street's longevity? I think that there's a difference. Uh, well, hold on. First of all, <laughs> for some reason that, that pops me because I've never thought in a billion years I'd be answering the question of what do you think about the longevity of Sesame Street? <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> I think they are different. So with Sesame Street, while it definitely was a product of its time and hits better when it first started, because it felt like such a fresher, more revolutionary idea, you're always going to be able to adjust the show for the younger generation coming in. Mm-hmm. And there's no continuity either. I mean, not that there's a whole lot in The Simpsons, but The Simpsons is a scripted show where they need to think of ideas that can kind of keep the audience going. and continue to keep the audience too. So that's me street. You grow out of it. And like you said, you can cater it to a new market. You can also cater it to the fact that when kids, <laughs> this is what I was going to say. This is a weird, weird wording. I was going to say when kids get refreshed, <laughs> like the idea of when, when new kids are, when new kids are made <laughs> like that kind of thing. Every kid starts off with nothing. So you can always teach them the alphabet and you can always teach them the numbers and colors. And, you know, this is a lesson about sharing is nice. So you can do the same 20 episodes each year and you just becomes, you know, like, yeah, like it's iconic. And occasionally they'll be like, okay, now we're doing an episode about divorce because we've noticed, you know, more kids are dealing with this. Yeah. Didn't they have like a, a little, Muppet dude that had like hepatitis or something, or AIDS or like something like that. Cancer maybe. They have an autistic one now. They have that's good. Like 
Yeah, so you're teaching new kids new well, things. Depending on how they're doing it, I don't know how they're doing it. I'm assuming they're doing it with, in a way that's not offensive. Uh, they're, they're, doing you know? it, they're doing it tastefully enough. Yeah. Uh, with The Simpsons, that show, there's a reason that the first 10 seasons are great. Because the show was created as a direct answer to television at the time. And it's counterculture at the time that then becomes so popular, it's now ingrained in the culture. And then when you try to tack that on with certain things like, you know, uh, PC culture, now you've got uh, Hank Azaria, who I just read, like a little bit before we got on the show. He wants to forever apologize to every Indian in the country for ever having voiced Apu. And I feel like if the show just ends, we never need to deal with that. You know what I mean? Like, if the show had just ended when it was on top, you could always just say, oh, it's a product of its time. Here you go. Kind of like Seinfeld. Yeah. Seinfeld is, yeah, nowadays people are going to consider some of these things offensive, but at the same time, they're going to look back and go, well, that was, you know, 90s. Instead of The Simpsons being like, okay, well, now we're going to try to address this, we're going to do that. But I think more of a problem with it is just that they don't try. Or yeah, actually, they, I mean, I'm sure that some of the writers try. And there's probably been some episodes that have been good since then. I haven't watched it in years. I tried. I think, I'll say this. I think it's better than Family Guy. I haven't watched Family Guy in years either. Family Guy, I tried to watch. It's it's brutal. You lost me during the era where they were cutting away for half of the show for Conway Twitty. Because I'm like, you know what? This is getting past the point where it's funny. And it's not coming around to being funny anymore. Again, not like South Park. Instead, it's just... I Actually, you know what? I think that the thing... I, I've watched episodes since then. But the thing, even more so than the Conway Twitty, that got me to just be like, no, I, I'm not cool with this, was that Shibupi song. Yeah, and I, you told me that recently, where I was just like, really? Shibupi? Shibupi was the one that got... I thought it was... Like, I didn't think that there was any humorous part to it. So they were just singing a song. And I'm like, I get that you really like show tunes, but dude, this is a comedy. Like, I I thought that that was so much of a waste of my time. And the Simpsons played on those things now. And it's, it's not great. Simpsons is like, season seven, season eight, whatever, you know, you pick season five. They're in that time stretch. There's just joke after joke after joke after joke that are classic. Like I've said before, probably my favorite episode is the one with the alien. And that starts off absolutely amazing with the uh, Leonard Nimoy. Hello, I'm Leonard Nimoy. The following story is true. And by true, I mean false. (laughs) That's like, you're two seconds in and it's got a fucking classic line. They're all lies, but they're entertaining lies. And in the end, isn't that the real truth? The answer is no. (laughs) Our story begins in a little town called Springfield. Like, God, that is amazing. And what he... (laughs) I'm going to gush about the Simpsons for a while. And then when he, midway through the episode, it's just like, you know, and Homer found the alien and that's the end of it. Uh, Mr. Nimoy, 
there's still some time left in the show. Oh, uh, would you excuse me? I just have to get something out of my car. And they do the thing that they used to do all the time, which was so good. The whole like, just immediately driving away. I don't think he's coming back. <laughs> I've learned anymore. Yeah. Keep watching the skis. Uh, guys. <laughs> that show is amazing. That episode in particular is just, that's the one with the lie detector. Do you understand? Yes. And the thing explodes. <laughs> oh, God, it's so good. Whereas, like, you got to a point in The Simpsons where the whole episode was, hey, watch The Simpsons later on because Lady Gaga is going to be on it. And then the episode would be a bunch of bullshit. And then Lisa would be like, hey, you're Lady Gaga. And she'd be like, yes, I am. And I'm also a Transformer or something. And it's like... What's the so, joke here? Like, there's a really good one where it's the Tony Hawk episode, and I think at this point I'm still young enough that it's still good. But it's, it's so good. It's so good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, literally goes. I have to go to school now, Tony Hawk. Bye, Tony Hawk. Bart, you know Tony Hawk? That was Tony. Like they literally just go, Tony Hawk. That's the episode. Okay, the end. Mm. Actually, that's the 300th episode. Yeah, I was disappointed in that episode. <laughs> that might have been the last season that I actually watched, like, all the way through, if I remember correctly. Because that might have been the point where I was just like, if this is what we're doing for the 300th, then I'm out. I think they could have ended it with the movie, and it would have been fine. I didn't like the movie. But still, like, at least, hey, they got a movie. The end. How in the movie did they have... A guy who's supposed to be Arnold Schwarzenegger as the president being voiced by the same actor who voices Rainier Wolfcastle and not just make it that Rainier Wolfcastle is president. Why did they go like, ah, let's do the exact same thing as Wolfcastle, but just say that it's Arnold Schwarzenegger. Wolfcastle's the parody of Schwarzenegger. That's the point. Do Wolfcastle. Like, that's, that's a good point. I've never uh, thought about that. That that would be like one of those things I would have brought up in the pitch meeting. I would have been like, but guys, we already have this character. Let's just make it the character instead. And, you know, they had like uh, the guy who's basically like a Hank Scorpio. Just bring Scorpio back. Scorpio is one of the best episodes. Scorpio is legitimately one of the best episodes. I will get it stuck in my head just thinking about it. But Popeye, Popeye. <laughs> <laughs> I sent somebody... Uh, a thing the other day, they said something about uh, it was a group chat, and they were like, "Wasn't well, somebody looking for a hammock?" So I'm like, "Oh, I'm sending them the hammock district thing." I love that. Sorry, episode. it's not in packets. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, I never even gave you my coat. <laughs> and then he's wearing it backwards. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody ever picks Italy. <laughs> And quite frankly, it goes back to Bond. There you go. It's Bond parodies in that one where he just kills Bond. <laughs> and he's just calling him a jerk. <laughs> well, wouldn't you? Yeah. Like. Oh, man. That's that's in my top five favorite episodes. The Scorpio one. That's a really good one. It's Obviously that. Obviously, number uh, one, Frank Grimes. Frank that's Grimes. in there. Monorail's in there. 22 short stories in Springfield. That is one of the uh, absolute best. I, I will get lost 
once a week in steamed ham memes. Yeah. <laughs> because again, my reliance on nostalgia is dangerously unhealthy. Uh, it's sad when you can say things like, uh, do they have crusty's partially gelatinated non-dairy gum-based beverages? <laughs> it's like, why do you remember that line, Tony? Why do you remember that my bratwurst has a first name? It's F-R-I-T-Z. <laughs> my bratwurst has a second name. It's S-C-H-N-A-C-K-E-N-P-F-E-F-F-E-R-H-A-U-S-E-N. <laughs> why did I memorize that? I don't fucking know. <laughs> oh, God, I don't know. So the next time that somebody asks me a WWE question and I go, wait, Tony Storm is the second NSC UK women's champion, right? Like, that'll be, yeah, but you know, Fritsch is not confessed for Hawson. So. <laughs> oh, God, because when things are good. When things good. are good, good things are good. <laughs> like I say to Caroline, I'm like, cute things are cute, good things are good. It's not that hard. <laughs> it's easy. So Sesame Street and the long story of this answer. <laughs> long story short, Sesame Street is able to renew itself because it is something that just kind of it's a learning tool more than it is like a an entertainment type of thing where you need to keep creativity. I had completely forgotten that that, that was the question. question. <laughs> Another, <laughs> another question from Peter. Some of my friends have made it uh, with this wrestling world. What do you think of ROH's Will Farah and New Japan's Chris Dixon? Will had my last match with me, and Chris uh, gave me the name PD Nice. That's cool. I actually Chris don't know. Gave them the name PD Nice. Apparently so. He's I don't know awesome who though. either of them are, so I can't. Well, I guess I'll take this one. Uh, Chris also just got in Ring of Honor. He's in one of the top factions now with uh, Brody King and Homicide and all that. Um, Will Ferrara, he's pretty good talent. I like him. That's really cool. I did not know that. I shouldn't be surprised by that because it is a very small, small world, as you and I have talked about several times. That's pretty cool, Peter. I did not know that. Since you mentioned small world, sidetrack on this. Small world at Disney. Love it or hate it. It's I love the concept because it's iconic. I don't want to be on it though. <laughs> okay, good. I thought you were gonna say I love it, whatever. I was gonna be like, oh man, really? It's a small world. Uh, what's the uh, what's the Simpsons version of that? Now I'm thinking of that. Um the Duff beer for me, duff beer for beer you. For I'll have a duff, you have one too. Two bags for me. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody doesn't know, did we talk about that on the podcast? Or was that like no, before or afterward? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't know how many months ago this was. I was making eggs for dinner or whatever. And I had that song in my head and I was like, uh, you know, two eggs for me, two eggs for you kind of thing. And I just was like, two eggs for me, two eggs for you. I'll have some eggs. <laughs> I'm surprised you remember that. I didn't think about that. And that stuck with me, actually. Uh, <laughs> That's bad. If that yeah, stuck with you. It really is. Well, happy birthday, Frank. Cool you're hanging yeah, out with us for your happy birthday. birthday. What's you know, uh it's the one year anniversary of everybody getting released. <laughs> this is Black Wednesday? Yep. Well, Thursday, but Actually, that's the first time we ever did a live mailbag. 
because we were live that day as we were like, oh, look, and more people. <laughs> wow. What's uh, what's the big number, Frank, if you don't mind anybody knowing? Happy insert number. I'll, I'll say happy that uh, in a bit. Good Lord, I hope it's not that young. I'm going to feel like... <laughs> I'm gonna feel like an old man in about five seconds, aren't I? Four. Like, yeah. <laughs> Eighteen. That's a big one. That oh, is a big wow. one. Wow. I know. Jeez. Welcome to the world of adulthood. It's Run. it's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That part in uh, Billy Madison. Just stay here. Stay as long as you can. Yeah. That's yeah. So when you get to the point where you start having. Uh, a good day when your back doesn't hurt when you get out of bed. <laughs> you know. Congrats yeah. on the birthday, man. Happy birthday. Yeah, thank you for riding with us this long, because I remember when it was like, ah, Frankie's just a kid, but he shouldn't say these things. <laughs> well, now the days when I see yeah. 20-something-year-olds and I'm like, this kid would, uh, man, this kid, no. <laughs> you, know? you just did that. I forget who we were talking about. Yeah, it was like, like a man. week or so, yeah. He's uh, this kid, and you're like, he's got a good ten years on you. He's a kid. Yeah, it was um, somebody in NXT, right? Yeah, like a Jake Atlas or something. Like uh, 20... I remember learning Millie McKenzie's only twenty. I was like, I feel old. How old's uh, Brookside? She's like nineteen like or twenty or something, right? Like, yeah, she was nineteen. I think she's at least nineteen, if not twenty by now. I feel older and older every single day. But yeah, adulthood sucks, but welcome to it. Congratulations. <laughs> Go vote. Oh, that's over now. Yeah, just vote, <laughs> vote for random elections. <laughs> well, you can't even say the vote for the Smart Madness tournament, because that's over. Oh, well, we finished that up yesterday with the uh, the final round where you and I talked about several different crazy pay-per-views and how much we love King of the Ring. And I think we even booked like Queen of the Ring. Yeah, kind of. They need to do it. Would you go with Charlotte? Because, uh, I mean, she is the queen and she's the type of person that they would want to just have. Well, if anybody's going to win, Charlotte's going to win because she wins everything, you know? I would have went with Charlotte if they did this five years ago. Now I'd probably go with Peyton Royce because she needs something. I probably would still just go with Charlotte just to be like, yeah, let's do it. She's going to do everything. You might as well, you know? No, no. She doesn't need it anymore. She's a 13-time world champion. Then again, though, if you make the argument she doesn't need it, is she the one that sets the tone? Where the next Queen of the Ring becomes, well, the only other King of the Ring was Charlotte Flair kind of a thing. Right. I could, I guess I could see that. It's like next time you get like Queen Casey Catanzaro, and it means more, you know? <laughs> guess five in the chat said, Pokemon, go to the vault. <laughs> <laughs> I caught a Magmar yesterday. Nice. I've gotten a little bit into the Pokemon Go in the past couple of weeks after years of not doing it. Right, when it first came out. Kill me in Pokemon, just go to Fanboys Anonymous. Maybe we'll do a. Uh, a thing of that while we're doing this, what we're goofing around. Oh know. yeah, um, it's a mailbag. We can do whatever we want. Yeah. It's free quick, country. quick question to begin: Do we see Walter being the one to beat Cross? Ooh, I would. I'd sign off on that. I'd be okay with that. Yeah. 
kind of like unify the titles sort of scenario. I could, I could fuck with that. Yeah, I I'd get on board with that. World's Collide. That'd be cool. You don't even have to have the titles on the line either. You could just win like an exhibition match, Clash of Champions. <laughs> yeah, also I love how his name is all caps. It's so stupid, but it works. Yeah, it's just Walter. Walter. <laughs> Same as the Undisputed Era. Although Bleacher yeah. Report doesn't like when we do that. <laughs> it's like, no, don't don't capitalize it all that stuff kind of a thing. And I'm like, ah, I want to. I like it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, a question about Walter from uh, Peter. Do you know uh, if Kaylee Ray would like to be like Walter and work in America and UK? I don't think she uh, said anything about that, has she? She was in the war games, wasn't she? Oh, yeah, she was. Yeah, so she's probably more up to, uh, for it. So, uh, bear with me here. I think somebody just got released. Really? Did we just jinx it with the whole talk about Black Wednesday? Billy? No, not Billy Kay. Really? Hold on. Because Mickey James... Got released? Hold on. Let me pull up Twitter, because I'm... Now, this just hit, so it's like... What the fuck? Billy Kay! Billy Kay and Mickey James! What the fuck? No! Oh, man! What? Oh, shit. Like... We got a weird thing going on with these hot tags. Uh, not the hot tags, the uh, the mailbags with these. I don't know if I like quarter two mailbags. <laughs> I'm like, I don't usually do this. I'm actually a little choked up. Wow. Why would they? I mean, Mickey James is like in a weird position where they, they did not seem to want to push her. But she was just doing the takeover thing. And Billy Kay was... Oh, man. Oh, my God. Wow. Okay. So... I just updated the the list of the potential future endeavors yesterday. And they were not anywhere close to that. Is this going to be another thing where we get, like... Tucker. Tucker's gone, too, now? He just texted Freedom Baby. Well, I'm assuming, because he just... Freedom, baby. Billy K, Mickey, and possibly more released. I'm gonna have to add that to the the website. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing that now. That's why you can hear me uh, typing. Everybody, we gotta stop doing these in quarter two. <laughs> what it's, the hell? But this brings a new thing to mind. Is April fifteenth just the day now? The just you the week after WrestleMania kind of just a thing. Like, hey, here you go, getting cut. Is Tucker confirmed yet? Well, no. I. Oh fuck! More coming. Really? Today's gonna be a day. <laughs> you know, I had a feeling with this. Uh, let's merge the hot tags, kind of thing. So, if you've not been tracking the uh, James Bond podcast, the Bondcast, how did you, how do you let Mickey? Never mind Mickey James. Mickey James, I understand. She was like Peyton Royce is going to go. Peyton Royce got to go. She's she's definitely going to be gone. 
not saying that that's confirmed at this point, but she's got to be gone. <sighs> yeah, I guess I said, well, you said you had no hot tags. Oh, man. Uh, if you've not been checking the James Bond podcast, we've had bad luck where four times that we've done uh, like around an episode, somebody has died. And I'm getting a bad feeling about uh, the way that that is, too. Uh, Tucker's been, you said uh, freedom is what he had typed he, out. He, te- he tweeted freedom, baby. So I'm assuming he's out. I don't see anything on dot com. Then again, dot com doesn't update all the dot time. Dot com is late because Twitter has it on dot com, but you can't find it on dot com. Like, I'll send you the link. Yeah. Chat. It's just the Billy Kay and Mickey James one. Fuck. So for just in case these end up happening, these were the people that I had written down as my expectations to be released. Alistair Black, Bo Dallas, Cedric Alexander, Chad Gable, Grand Metalik, Kona Reeves, Mojo Raleigh, Murphy, Nikki Cross, Peyton Royce, Ronda Rousey, Tucker, Vanessa Bourne, Wesley Blake, and Wild Boar. How do you release Billy Kay? She just wrestled on Saturday. You made a point to make her into the match. Man. Saturday. Billy Kay. I want to know, did I'm assuming Mickey got released because she's like, look, if you're not going to use me, I'm gone. Billy. Did she like, quit? Did she get fired? Like, how like would they look really, at her and say that that's not somebody that they would want to keep? Billy Kay's not, you know, like, uh, she's not Charlotte Flair, but at the same time, she's entertaining as hell. She's good looking. She's funny. I'm hoping, she, uh, reading from the comments here, guess five, I'm hoping Cedric and Shelton don't get ripped away from Lashley, get released. Oh my God. I think that they're going to be going. I like I said, I've got uh, at least Cedric. I don't think I have Shelton on my release li- uh, list, but he probably could be. Whoa, Chelsea, Chelsea, Chelsea. You know, I can kind of see that one. Chelsea, Wesley, Blake, and Tucker. Wesley Blake was another one on my list. Oh he man! Something about him earlier today too. I can cross. Wow, I'm I'm not shocked about Chelsea. I'm not shocked about Wesley Blake. I'm not overall shocked about Tucker. In the grand scheme of things, I'm not shocked about Mickey. But holy shit, how do you c- perpetually not use Mickey James? She is one of the best that they've ever had. She is gorgeous. She could be used to put people over and to be, she could have been a world champion at any time. Ah, fuck me, man. And Billy Kay is a real shocker to me. I thought if any, anything, it would have been Peyton Royce. Although the way that we're doing this, if that's just coming along. Wow. You know, this sounds awful to say, and this is, I, don't mean this in the context. I'm sure some people are going to take it. At least this is happening when we're recording. <laughs> you know? Well, yeah, because at least like we can just. 
obviously I don't wish that any of this would have happened because I don't want to show anybody to lose their jobs, especially people that yeah. I like. I'm like adjusting the roster page now. We're doing this and I'm my heart is broken, Tony. Like Billy Kay. What I what That's that's crazy. I mean like Chelsea listen, Wesley Blake and Tucker, I am so I like at that point it's freedom for them, you know? Yeah, because they're not going to be going anywhere and doing anything. At most, Blake would have been put back down in NXT, and he would have been a jobber in there. Tucker, same kind of deal. He wasn't going to be getting any push. If if Otis couldn't have gotten a push, Tucker wasn't going to. The Billy Kay one's the shocking one to Bro, me. And then, like, to get these real-time updates, uh, Sean Ross Sapp just tweeted... WWE had just signed Chelsea Green to a new contract months ago. Hmm. To get these real-time updates, uh, fuck me, man. Heartbreaking. Billy Kay, Mickey James, Chelsea Green, Tucker, Wesley Blake. And it's so weird to go, and who's next? I hate that. Because... I am full-blown assuming that we're getting more. That's why I've asked. Are they planning on... Uh, there's Kalisto. Kalisto? Yep. Had that one. That's a potential. They're just going to get rid of tons of people. This is going to be another Black Wednesday. On a Thursday. This is going to be we Black Thursday. We- we had just said it too. Yeah, did you jinxed them? <laughs> um. Oh God. Kalisto just cut a promo the other day about how next year at WrestleMania he's going to make sure that he's there and. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's got to mean that Grandma's leak's gone. There's no confirmation about that right now. Well, no, there's Lindsay too. He's. Lindsay's probably going to be gone too, but Lindsay. Grand Metalik was tweeting out, where should I go? Lindsay wasn't doing that. So maybe Lindsay does want to stick, but then that might just be, well, who cares if you want to do that if they want to fire you, you know? Yeah. God, we were just singing, like, the Death Beer song. And- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Now I'm like crossing off on my list of like, well, I had Chelsea Green down. Well, I had Tucker down. You know. I am full-blown assuming we're getting some of these other names here. Just for the record, just a reminder, I am I had on my list Alistair Black, Bo Dallas, oh my God, Cedric. Because uh, I think Cedric's going to go to AEW. And to be clear, just so because you're hearing me say, oh my god, he's gotta go. I'm not wishing right. for any of these people to lose their jobs. It's just like... Based off of the way that WWE releases people, that's a sound prediction. I'm sorry, but this has to be it for Velveteen Dream, right? I could see that being the case, potentially. And it's like, some of these people are people that we haven't seen in a long time. Like, I put Mojo Raleigh on the list. They've never really pushed Mojo. It seems like they got what they got out of the whole Gronk 
thing and then just pushed them aside again. I can see Mojo being one. Murphy, Murphy's gotta be leaving because he seems and he tweeted out the other day, I'll see you soon to Andrade. If we don't get Murphy released by the end of the day, I'll be utterly shocked. And if Billy Kay's gone, Peyton Royce, she's gotta be leaving. She's frustrated. Her husband is in AEW. Peyton Royce has got to go. The Not iconic that, duo. Again, they don't, own, they don't own that one. Yeah, I don't think that's it. Though. Maybe not. Or maybe it could be Iconics with two C's or something like that. No, yeah. I mean, the, they, they own the Iconics. They don't own the Iconic duo. Right. They can be, like, they can be what is it, uh, Cassie and uh, Jesse McKay, the Iconic duo. What was the other name that she went with? Because she wasn't Cassie the whole time. She was something else, too. Wasn't she? I thought maybe. Let's Google her. Pop it in the Google machine. Cassandra McIntosh. Casey Cassidy. That was the name. I like that. She'll probably be Casey Cassidy. I like that better than Peyton Royce, quite frankly. I hope she gets that role as Bond girl as she leads. Is it sad to be like, oh man, now I like if that happens, you can't root for her in the tournament or something, you know? <laughs> My God, I just said they gotta update this roster. <laughs> you right didn't now, mean it that way. Gonna, yeah, I did not mean it that way. Um, speaking of that though, I'm gonna see if I can sneak into the alumna page and try to see yeah. if there's anybody that's yeah. been moved. That's a good idea. On the fly, everybody. This is. This can't be a regular thing. I don't want to have a third year where we're doing the the quarter two mailbag and it's the time. Or do I have to plan around that? Is that going to be that type of thing where we got to do like, all right, well, remember in quarter two after WrestleMania, that'll be the, you know, when people get released. Wow. Fuck. That sucks. Uh, are they updating this on Twitter? Like, what are they doing? There's nothing new on Twitter. What's happening here? Like, this sucks. Frank asks, uh, you think Kalisto would work with Phoenix and Pentagon? I'd want to see that. Uh, Billy Kay, yeah, so so far it's only those five. Shout out to Sean saying, pretty tone deaf to do this on the same day, one day la- oh, one year later. Yeah. It's kind of... Hmm. Is that just cut day? You know, like... The random Thursday after that, too. Dude, like, I just spent the entire year writing Wednesday, comma, April 15, comma, 2021. Now I'm going to have to write Thursday, April 15, 2021. It's yeah. like, come on. Like, I don't want to do this. Is there some kind of, like, a a legal thing that the 15th would make the most sense? Maybe it's got something to do with, like, their reporting their earnings and stuff. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, as soon as we're saying that, guess five says is it a tax thing? It could be. It could be like since that's the middle of the month that that's the last day before they would have to pay somebody for that extra time or something. I don't know. Or maybe that's when they sign a lot of contracts is mid month, and then that becomes like to run out all in that kind of way. Yeah. So uh, to keep a record of what's going on with that. Uh, Actually, Steve Cutler was released last year, wasn't he? Not in 2021. No, you're thinking of Steve Cutler was released in January or February of this year. It just happened. 
Do I not have him on my release li uh, list? Steve Cutler released WWE. Let's see. Oh, yeah. So I'm missing that on that list. So I'm going to add him in there. Um, Steve Cutler. Steve Cutler. So, yeah, the list of people that have been released this year are Andrade, Big Show, Christian, Kalisto, Steve Cutler, Tucker, Wesley Blake, Billy Kay, Chelsea Green, and Mickey James. Some of them, not the type of people that have been uh, super active, like, you know, Big Show wasn't wrestling a whole lot or whatever, but it's still surprising when anybody gets released. Oh, and Lars Sullivan was confirmed as being released this year. They never technically even confirmed that. They just sort of like it was quietly confirmed, and she was he was quietly moved. I gotta add him to the only list. Uh, oh my god, I hate this. Like I, so I'm not like some diehard stan of Billy Kay or anything, uh, but like I like tears formed because I can only imagine working mania, and then being told you're fired several days later. Yeah. We're working the WrestleMania edition of SmackDown and the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal and being like, all right, thanks for being a, a schlub in that match. Adios. Yeah, schlub. Wow. Billy Kay is the, the big, big shocker so to far, me on Billy this. Kay's the one that hurts. They all suck that, that they're I mean, getting like, released. They, they, like, they all, don't get me wrong, they, it all sucks. But, yeah. The Mickey James one upsets me, too. Because I'm like, how can you not use Mickey? It's so easy. Just let her do her thing. She's the most decorated, or one of the most decorated stars that you have. And she can still go. She still looks amazing. She's a veteran, so she can work with younger people. I hope she goes everywhere. Honestly, Mickey James is that good. I'm assuming she goes to, to NWA. Uh, NWA. Yeah. yeah. And I she becomes that. like the figurehead kind of. Billy Kay, I I don't know. You think AEW would uh, snatch up both the Iconics? Or do you think that they would just grab um, Peyton if she gets they, released? She hasn't I been released yet. I think they're a package deal. I think so, too. I think you can make the case that they would be a package deal, even if they were kind of like, well, we don't want to sign a whole lot of people, but the women's division needs more names. Right. And Billy Kay being a part of the women's division in AEW would be a big boost. Man, this sucks. <laughs> Kalisto. Yeah, he does. He I don't know where Kalisto goes. Wherever he wants. He could definitely pop up in AEW. He could pop up in like CMLL. He could pop up in. So Samurai Del Sol was one of the names that I feel like we kept hearing about before he got signed. Mm -hmm. I think I might have even still be been like in school when he was blowing up. So he's got a lot to offer. I have never been more sad in my life 
Like last year was like jarring because pandemic and did, but this one just hurts. Like that Billy Kay one really got me. Tucker, where do you think Tucker goes? I could see him being an NWA guy. Ring of Honor. My God. And Blake. That guy. Look, mm. Wesley Blake. Blake, I think, is going to be on AEW Dark. Blake has been dying to show what he can do. If nothing else. I think Dusty Rhodes once said Blake would be a star. He said Blake and Becky Becky Lynch would be a star. I think we're going to see Blake on Dark. Yeah, I can see it. Frank says, I heard people are getting happier with the AEW women's division with its improvements. Agree? Yeah. Uh, that'll transition us into the only hot tag that we had had planned <laughs> is Ivalice. Ivalice uh, had a thing going right. on a couple months ago where there was that whole thing with uh, Thunder Rosa and she was just not selling for her. And everybody could see that she was not selling for her and that it was awkward. And then, of course, in typical fashion, and this is why you shouldn't believe these kind of things, everybody started going, ah, oh, it's so much ado about nothing. It's, you know, whatever. Don't believe what you see and hear and, you know, all that kind of nonsense. There's nothing to this. And we find out there's something to it. Uh, she has said today that Thunder Rose is dragging her name through the mud. She had some kind of an argument with Jerry Lynn, right? And she says, uh, Ivelisse claims that speaking up got her fired and that that's what always happens. Uh, it doesn't seem like that to me from my perspective. It kind of seems like there's a phrase and maybe it doesn't apply because I don't know. I wasn't backstage, but there's a phrase that I've heard before that I think applies in a lot of ways. To a lot of different scenarios. Maybe not this one. Again, specifying. I don't know for sure. But there's a phrase that says, if everybody you meet is an asshole, you're the asshole. Which, in theory, is just like, if everybody you keep coming across with is always adversarial with you, it's probably your approach to the situation that's actually the problem. And not that everybody that you meet is awful. And due, due to the nature of the day, I will say, like, I'm not going to go too hard on what I think did or didn't happen. I'll just say this. There's clearly a black cloud that hangs over her head, and I hope that her talent can shine through because she is a great worker. It's just it seems like there are these problems everywhere she goes. She was somebody who when she was popping up under Tough Enough, I think is what it was. That I was like, ah, oh, she's going to be a future WWE Women's Champion. And it, it never panned out, and she's popped around a different couple of places. And, uh, I mean, it seemed, you you could get released from doing a whole bunch of stuff. You could get released from doing nothing. We don't know what's happening now with Billy and Mickey and Chelsea and Kalisto and Blake and Tucker. I'm assuming it's a cost-cutting thing, and it's just sort of like, let them go. Billy, dude. I cannot get over Billy. You just had her on the show. Like, you made it a point to put her on the show. I just don't get why Peyton hasn't been announced yet. 
Because part of me thinks this isn't her getting released. This is her requesting her release. Because remember, everybody, like, just because they're released doesn't mean that they're fired. Murphy's got to be leaving. He has to be. If it's not by the end of the day, it's soon. He has flat out said, basically, I want to leave. All right, so Mickey James just tweeted. Grateful for the memories, grateful for the locker room, grateful for the fans, grateful for these little keys to my golden handcuffs. You can never expect others' visions of you to be as big as your own dreams. Thank you, Vince McMahon. Always blessed and grateful. Classy. That's... that's She's classy. Hire her. (laughs) (laughs) I've never met Mickey... Uh, she seems like she's a doll. And I mean, I'm rooting for everybody to to have a really successful uh, career afterward, but make her the head of NWA. Not, not, not yeah. like the head. Not like she's like running the company, but you know what I mean. Make her the next NWA women's champion. Do a whole thing with her and Aldis at the top. You know? I haven't watched Power in a long, 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 long time, but Blake, uh, Blake, I'm thinking AEW Dark. Tucker, I'm thinking. Whoa! Bo Dallas and Samoa Joe. Joe? No, man. Fuck. I was hoping that Joe, with the whole commentary thing, that he was coming back. I apologize, Bo Dallas. I didn't mean to jinx you. Oh, God. I Bo was on my list. We knew it was happening. He didn't I get drafted. Like, yeah, Jesus Christ. Again, not that it's a good thing, but it, it was a guarantee. He hasn't been popping up for a long time. Joe, God damn. I hate this. I'm not a fan of this. Yeah. Joe, that's upsetting me. I was really hoping that Joe had been cleared. And they didn't want to keep him in like commentary? He was great. I hate this. Samoa Joe should have been a WWE World Heavyweight Champion. He definitely should have. Here I am trying to, on our podcast, we're both like doing a whole bunch of news things. Because <laughs> now it seems like I don't want to get off the podcast either. Because it's just no. like, we're here. Let's just get our live reactions. It's, yeah, this is not at all what was planned <laughs> for this podcast. And uh, if you're annoyed with hearing all the clicking noises, sorry, everybody. But we've we, got. We apologize. Jesus. Come on. Joe. Joe, that that ah, that that one sucks. Yeah, I that did not sucks. expect to hear some more Joe. What? What? It's got to be some kind of like we just blatantly cut everybody kind of a thing. 
it's got to be like a timing. Joe, wow. What's going on with Joe? Does did he not get like uh like cleared to compete and then he said, you know what? Fine, I'm just gonna leave, like Christian kind of a thing or something? Maybe. I don't know. I I like again, this was not what we had in mind today. This was uh This was like we're starting around goofing around about the Simpsons and everything and it's uh, Bo Dallas, Billy Kay. I got Chelsea Green. I, I kind of figured Chelsea might be on there. But the poor thing was set for a huge push. Right. And everybody's literally just going, Joe? Like. I want to know why. I want to know if he was like, you know, I'm. I don't want to stick around and uh, just be on commentary anymore. Or if they said, well, we don't want to pay you anymore. Or. Now I'd like all bets are off in terms of well, who do you think? Because I didn't think that the Joe thing was coming at all. Yeah, I th I was thinking more so recently. I'm like, oh, he's probably a lifer at this point. Damn it! I want to point out something, and I do think that this person is a lifer, but. The 24-7 championship was not on WrestleMania. I don't know where R-Truth. I would cry. If that uh if that happens, that's the the biggest shock. I can't imagine that that happens. See, I, I see a comment here from an independent uh announcer. It says relax, they release people every single year, but that's the thing. They had stopped. For a long time. And yeah, maybe a lot of these people are happy with it. That doesn't... like make it less I shocking would, either. Like, I would never want to be fired. I Would I love free time? Sure. I would never want to be fired. Uh, Kayla Braxton just tweeted. Heartbreaking the, day. Oh, I was going to say, did Kayla get released? Kayla. Uh, heartbreaking day. <laughs> The female locker room will not be the same without the beautiful, funny, outgoing, and sweet, encouraging. I can go on about Billy Kay. We will miss you terribly. Uh, hmm. Swerve Scott just tweeted, I'll never forget Samoa Joe giving me the best pep talk before I went out and debuted on 205 Live in Miami. Much love. Well, 
I'm expecting Alistair Black. I'm expecting Murphy. I'm expecting Nikki Cross. I'm expecting Peyton. I'm expecting Vanessa Bourne. I'm expecting Kona Reeves. I'm expecting Graham at the Leak and Lindsay Dorado and Chad Gable and Mojo Raleigh, Cedric Alexander, Wild Boar. And of course, this is sparking a whole nother conversation on social media. I know I'm the one in the bubble, but of, well, why aren't they releasing Matt Riddle and names that are associated with the speaking out movement? Well, yeah, who uh, knows? For, for for context, I fully expect at least one of those names to be let go. But not saying that I know anything or otherwise. I'm just saying, speaking to you as a person. So WWE put up the the list now. They at least yeah. updated that to where it's got Joe, Billy, Mickey, Chelsea, Tucker, Kalisto, Bo, and Blake. I don't know if that means that they're done or if that's just like, well, we'll, we'll just do that during that. Oh man. Not good. Not good. No, like not good. (laughs) Just a caveman talk here. Yeah. (sighs) Samoa Joe, that one sucks. Yeah, I uh people are already commenting that they want to see Kalisto booked against uh Ray Phoenix. Like Frankie said, uh Pentagon and Phoenix. Uh Joe ain't gonna be hurting for work, says Pineapple Pete. So Sean says uh, Laurenitis is calling people and saying that it's budget cuts. Oh, they hired they hired Johnny. Who 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 is better in this role than John Laurenitis? He literally like this is his thing. Hey kid, you know budget cuts. Budget cuts when you make a uh, more of a profit. I don't. I never understood that. I, I hope Naomi's safe. I hope Naomi is safe. I don't know anything. Is that just uh, pure getting worried about Naomi, or are you? Yeah, that's. Are you speculating? Getting, that's pure getting worried about Naomi. That's pure getting worried about Naomi. I mean, at this point, anybody could anybody, be. Anybody can be cut. Joe literally stood outside the poncho calling WrestleMania. Like, and yeah, people are like, oh man, it's, you know, this is good. And it's like, yeah, sure, maybe. But like, it hurts, bro. Like, it hurts. And, you know, it doesn't make sense to me when they release some of these people for budget cuts when. Not that anybody should be fired again, just in case, because I have to preface everything with stuff like that these days. But I look at somebody like, I don't know, an Aleister Black who doesn't want to be there, whose wife is no longer there, who they don't seem to want to push. And I go, okay, that seems like a budget cut to me if they were to release him. But Joe... 
if you don't want to pay him for being a wrestler because you don't think that he's going to be wrestling because of his injury stuff, why would you flat out release him? Why wouldn't you switch his contract over to being a commentary guy? Do you not like him on commentary? He's great on commentary. Huh. If we do quarter two mailbag next year, and it ends up being... <laughs> should I write it down on the list that uh, quarter two mailbag of next year needs to be April 15th? Maybe. Friday, April 15th, we have to do it. It seems like it's, you know... I'm going to write it down just because, and it seems like that's terrible to even think about that, but... Um, It's slowed down at least. Like we don't see any other kind of things. Maybe they are done. I hope so. But then I'll be like. I I hate it. I don't know if we should pivot over to some other questions in the meantime or if we should I just. Mean, yeah, like we can. Peyton Royce, there it is. We got confirmation on Peyton. Peyton Rice. Speaking of whether or not we should, uh, there goes Peyton. Saw that one coming. I'm just assuming at this point, pretty much all the names that I had mentioned are gone. And then they're just going to get around to them. And then probably some that I didn't see coming because clearly that's the case. I, I'm thinking Nikki Cross is gone. Practically for sure. Oh, man. Because what's been, what's Nikki been doing? You know? Yeah. She's been saying that she's frustrated and they're not using her. Oh, God. You know who I'm worried about? Gar uh, Garza. Oh, uh, I didn't think about Garza. Garza is somebody to be worried about. Crap. You know what? All right. Let's do this. This, this sounds terrible, but it, it, we're never going to get another chance to do this. Let's go through this list of the roster and say whether or not we're worried about them right now. Let's do it. AJ Styles. No. Akira Tozawa. Yes. Angel Garza. Yes. Yeah. Bobby Lashley. No. If, if, if Bobby Lashley gets released, <laughs> Jesus, God. <laughs> Braun Strowman, I'm saying no. no. Bray Wyatt, I'm saying no. No. Cedric, I'm saying yes. Yeah. Damian Priest, no. No. Drew Gulak, yes. But they better not. Didn't they just bring him back? Yeah. They better not. Uh... McIntyre, no. No. Elias. Bow potential. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, they just came back, Eric and Ivar, two nights ago. No so way. I'm going to say no. They'll have no tag team division. But I, it wouldn't shock me. It wouldn't. Grand Metal League, I think, yeah. 
Potentially. Umberto Carrillo, yeah. Yes. Jackson Riker, yeah. Yeah. Jeff Hardy, yeah. No. His I dad think... just died, Tony. He, If they are doing this for budget stuff? Da- t- if they release Jeff Hardy, I, I, I will... But that's low. Morrison? No. I don't think so, but I wouldn't put him as safe as some other people. Ugh. Keith Lee, I come on, don't, don't you dare. <laughs> Not in this climate, they won't. Kofi Kingston, no, he's he's good. He's a lifer. Lindsay, I'm worried about. Yeah. Mace, I'm worried about. No, they just they had the show closing angle. Billy Kay was just on WrestleMania. <laughs> Samoa Joe, we just we just said he just called WrestleMania to Poncho, right, you know? Fair. Uh Matt Riddle. I mean he lost his title and he jobbed out on Raw. What if? You know? Wouldn't be surprised. Miz, no, he's lifer. I think MVP is safe. Yeah, he should be. Worried about Mustafa Ali. He's been tweeting, still not marketable, Mustafa Ali. I think Amas is safe. Well, they can't start cutting champions. <laughs> Interim champions, yeah. Orton is safe. Orton's a lifer. Uh, Ricochet. Ricochet is... I, I'm, I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say I'm worried about him, too. I instinctively typed Wednesday. It's okay, that's where we're at. <laughs> Riddick Moss, I'm worried about. He hasn't been seen in a long while. For what it's worth, Paul Heyman had plans for that fucking guy. Yeah, we'll see how much that's been worth with the, some of the other people, you know? Now you got me worried about our truth He could be sick. I just don't, I don't know. I think Seamus is good. I'm worried about Shelton. Yeah, me too. I am definitely worried about Slapjack. Yeah, me too. T-Bar, I'm a little bit worried about. They better I'm not. Closing angle, I'm going to hold them to it. Titus is a lifer in some capacity at the very least. Tucker's already gone. I can get him out of that list. That sucks. Woods is uh, good, I think. If you can't tell, I'm going through the Monday Night Raw roster right now. That's why I'm bouncing around with some of these names. Bliss is good. Yeah. Asuka, I think, is good. Uh, Charlotte's gone. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, Dana and Mandy. I think that they're good. I don't. I hope so. I'm not too sure about Lacey. But pregnant, bro. Well, I don't know how that works. Yeah. Um. But wasn't Maria? Yeah, Maria was. So never mind what I said. Uh, guess five says Vince loves our truth. I can't see him going. Yeah, I I assume our truth is okay. But I the fact I, that he didn't pop up at WrestleMania it does make me a little worried. Uh, Lana. She's the best. She's number one. She shouldn't go, but she might. 
if they're looking for cost cutting stuff and her husband's gone and they signed her to a big contract or whatever, Lana could be one of those things where if you let go of Lana, you don't have to let go of a couple other people. You know? Yeah, but come on. H-A-Y-S in the chat. Tony, what is going on with all these releases? I don't know. <laughs> I didn't plan this. <laughs> we, yeah. were, we we started off this podcast talking about the James Bond jokes and um, the fear for me, the fear for you. And now we're talking about people losing their jobs and this feels horrendous. Again. Oh, man. Gut punches. You're worried about Naomi. You're damn right I am. I don't know. Like I, I don't trust anything anymore. Hey, Callum. Callum says, holy crap, you guys picked a big day to do a live show. Yes, yes, we did. Callum, if you're... Uh, are you listening, Callum? Yeah, he's... Uh, that's in the... Um, that was in the uh, our group chat. I'm going to try to see if he wants to hop on. Yeah, we picked a... <laughs> We were thinking about doing this tomorrow, and you know, it works out that way. Yeah, HA uh, in the chat, it's April 15th again. We're, we're uh, speculating earlier that maybe this is like a tax-related thing or a contract-related thing on the 15th, because that's a little bit too coincidental that it's the 15th, too. Uh, is good. Nikki, I'm worried about. I'm worried about Mia Yim. I shouldn't be, but I'm worried about Mia Yim. I'm not worried about Shane. I'm not worried about Rhea. Well, you shouldn't be worried about Rhea. Again, I'm going to say as a rule, the incumbent champions should be safe. Alistair Black, I think, is gone. He should be. Dawkins and Ford, I think, are good. God willing. Uh, Apollo's good. Now, Biggie's good. Cesaro, I think, is still kind of up in the air, but I would say he's probably okay right now. Can you imagine? Now, here's your big WrestleMania moment. You're fired. <laughs> like, so I'm gonna try to bring uh, Callum on here. I'm gonna try to join us. Um, see how I can bring him in here and potentially not screw up the uh, the call. If I do get the call screwed up, then I apologize in advance. I'm going to stop my recording on the one thing. I'm going to keep it going on the other thing. I'm going to add. So now we got Callum on the line. Callum. Uh... <laughs> Welcome to Black Thursday. Oh, God, I was listening to both of these at the same time. That confused me for a second. <laughs> yeah, that, that you're uh, thinking what I was thinking the other day when I was like, what's happening with the live chat? And I had to restart yeah. and do all that. Yeah. Yeah, just heard you speaking, and then I heard you speaking on the actual video, and then I just, <laughs> oh, what am I listening to? There you go. I'm here. Yeah, so Wait. we, so far... I, I want to know, know everything. What you guys been stealing? What TV you guys been throwing around here? Well, we started off uh, with, like, Simpsons jokes. We were talking about Sesame Street, <laughs> and we were getting into... <laughs> You know, uh, James Bond things, and we were going with whatever, and then we and start. Then suddenly, somebody says, "Oh my God, Billy and Mickey released," and I said, "Not Billy Kay. That's impossible. She just worked WrestleMania." So we've uh, so far today we've lost Billy Kay, Bo Dallas, Chelsea Green, Kalisto, Mickey James, Peyton Royce, Samoa Joe, Tucker, and Wesley Blake. 
that's a um, <sighs> that's quite a clear out. The way that we were kind of approaching this, we were kind of like Chelsea Green, they just signed her to a contract again, but it kind of makes a little bit of sense considering how many times that she's been start and stop and uh, Zach Ryder's out of the company and whatever. So that's not the most shocking. Uh, We get your opinion about these. What do you think about the Chelsea one? Again, it's not something that I would have expected considering the fact that, that she had been signed to a new contract and they seemed like they were willing to push her and, and she was building up, well, seemingly funny enough, with uh, one of the other people that's released this storyline with Mickey James through Twitter. Yeah, and so what? I assumed that... <laughs> Mickey so, gone, so... That was yeah, so... a planned storyline for well beforehand. Yeah. And then when she had gotten... Uh, when she got injured, she was supposed to get a big push on SmackDown... And then she got injured in her debut, and I guess that sealed her fate. So, so in part of me, obviously that that makes it a little bit, I'd say, difficult to fathom. But it's like made it a bit unlikely, considering the list of people that have come come out being released. But I guess there's also the element of well, she's engaged to Matt Cardona, so I guess there could be, and she's well known on the independent circuit as well. So I think there's plenty of places that she could end up going to if she wasn't entirely happy with the way that she was being treated in WWE. I mean, partly it's due to the injuries, but also she's not in, she wasn't injured a hundred percent of the time that she was there. Right. They could have used her when they had the opportunity to, and they just never got around to doing it. So in the case of Diana, when she got released last year, cause they were paired for a while. They were VXT, weren't they? Or something like that on the house show circuit. Yeah. I think so. I, I thought Diana was, I remember even feeling like, Oh, maybe she's like, impatient that she thought she was ready to go now and clearly she's proven that she is ready to go now um and i just like i can't believe that everybody's just getting let go i really thought chelsea was gonna have a good run i don't know man we're not too shocked about tucker i mean yeah like it sounds mean but there's some of these names that are just what they are you know it's in what he tweeted. Freedom. Well, after that, he says he's uh, looking forward to telling his story. I want to oh, hear God. it. I, I can't imagine what they've been through. Because remember, Otis and Tucker were hot. Yeah. yeah. They're one of those I mean, teams where it's like, how did they not win the tag titles? Yeah, just one of those instances of like, oh, these are a perfectly serviceable tag team. Let's split it up. Put one of them straight back into a tag team a couple of months after their um their singles run which wasn't really even a singles run because but they so they got split to separate brands and then tucker turned on otis for no reason and then they couldn't feud because they were on separate brands and then Otis did nothing for a couple of months and then got tag team with chad gable mm-hmm. and then while tucker, we're here are otis and gable safe i would say i would say i'd say otis is safe I mean, again, I, I hate to speculate this title of this, but then again, this right. is what's going on at the moment, so it's difficult to do. So I would say Chad Gable will be desperate to get out of it. I'd say Chad Gable will be talking to them saying, oh, you're releasing a load of people. Well, uh, well my contract's uh, coming up soon. You might as well uh, put the uh, kibosh on that uh, early, save yourself a bit of money. If I was so, Chad Gable, I'd be I'd be pl- like knocking their door down saying, release me, for God's sake. See, yesterday, I'll fill you in on this. We I talked about this earlier when... Um... Yesterday, I did my updates for who I could I could see leaving, and I'm already crossing off a couple of those lists. Um, 
the ones we haven't gotten to yet that are on that list are Alistair Black, Cedric Alexander, Chad Gable, Grandma Talik, Kona Reeves, Mojo Rawley, Murphy, Nikki Cross, Ronda Rousey, Vanessa Bourne, and Wild Boar. Because um, I had Dallas, Royce, Tucker, Wesley Blake, etc. Uh, yeah, I'm not Chilton Benjamin to that. Yeah, I I forgot about Benjamin when I was doing it yesterday. But um, Gable has had interactions with FTR on Twitter mm-hmm. where I think it was Dawson had said something like, we'll see you in a few. So, I mean, they could just be playing around, but As I, they should. I mean, like Gable is great. I get the feeling that Gable's leaving. He might not be leaving today. He might be leaving, you know, whenever his contract's up. I don't know when it's up. I get the feeling Gable, uh, Gable's a guarantee gone. Cedric's oh, yeah. gotta be like uh, we were going through the the raw roster. We didn't get to the NXT one or the SmackDown and the NXT one. Who is it on the raw roster that you're kind of thinking? Oh, uh, there's gonna be like we were thinking like maybe Ricochet, uh, Elias, Angel Garza, Cedric, Riddick Moss, um, Mustafa. Yeah. Oh, Ali would break my heart, man. But then again, like you said, he just tweeted out not marketable. Yeah, I mean, I think it's kind of clear that there's a there's a severe lack of morale around WWE right now among certain people. I'm sure there's certain people that are very satisfied with the way things are going right now, but they're the people that are always given opportunities and treatments, and good treatment. The ones that are dissatisfied with the ones that are left uh, sitting catering for months at a time. So I can understand that. I, yeah, I can understand why people would either want to get out or would be like, cautiously accepting releases. I mean, just look at the, some of the people they have released so far. I mean, Billy Kay and Peyton Royce, they'll find somewhere pretty damn quickly to tie their trade. I I would say they're, they should be shoo-ins for AEW. They've got strong characters already. And Royce has the be- connection with Sean Spears. Yeah, well, yeah, of course. Um, he got, James could go anywhere and do anything because she can still work and she can talk and she can do anything in the re- in, like the wrestling side of things. Chelsea Green again has a good reputation behind her. I, I I look at some of the other ones that you've kind of like pinpointed as like potential ones. Like at the end of the day, Elias is someone who you might see as maybe expendable, but legitimately he doesn't have anything if he doesn't have WWE. He's not a good enough worker to rework anywhere else. And if he does, then it'll be one of those cases where he's going to have to essentially start from the ground up and work his way. He's not going to he's not going to walk into AEW or Ring of Honor or something like that. He's going to have to work his way around the circuit, actually try and pick up a bit a bit more of a I don't want to say a character, but a bit more of like a, a more well-rounded approach. And then maybe at that point, people will start to notice him again. So I hope that he does. So for his sake, I hope he doesn't do that because he's got he's earning a a comfortable living with WWE. And the other day, I don't want anybody to lose their jobs, but I also want people to feel creatively satisfied. And I'm sure a lot of these people don't. A lot of these people that have been released were, I won't say happy about being released, but I'm sure they're probably feeling a bit more hopeful for the future, maybe. Because it seems like a lot of these, it seems like a lot of these people would be people who were having a bad time in WWE or weren't getting anything out of it, especially like like people like Tucker and Samoa Joe and stuff like that. Like maybe it's the reason with Samoa Joe's release is just the fact that they were never going to clear it, whereas like or he was going to have to wait for ages for it. 
Uh, CM Punk just tweeted Samoa Joe. It's nothing but a gif of the Rick James skit from the Chappelle show where he's just messing with uh, the couch. I, I don't know what's what the context means. of that. Yeah, I, I don't know what that. I don't know what that means, but it just means uh, Punk is watching and Punk said hi to Joe. I guess Matt Cardona tweeted out uh, WWE four fifteen says I just fired your ass. It, it seems it seems again like that was the thing that probably shocked me more than anything else about this. Not the fact that this another white <laughs> cover. Yeah, white cover release. It's just that they decide. So this day is firing day for WWE. This is now. It's not obviously last year it was Black Friday, now it's a Thursday, obviously, but essentially this is a day where this is the day that, okay, contracts, whether they're there or not, or whether it's just like somebody picks it up and decides, yep, this guy's gone, this guy's gone, this girl's gone, all that stuff. Marquise in the chat says, What's goody in the hoodie? Not a lot no, after we started this. <laughs> Uh, if you haven't heard about the release, he says, I'm, I'm glad they released Mojo, they squandered Joe since he came up to the main roster. I just don't know if he's cleared to compete. Well, that's I. Again, it's, there's a difference in whether he's cleared to compete and whether he's cleared to compete by WWE. True. They are they are very different things because it took ages for Daniel Bryan after he'd been cleared by multiple other doctors to finally be cleared by WWE, well, and that was he literally was like, "I'm leaving. If they don't clear me, I'm gonna wrestle elsewhere." He's even like, "I'm just gonna go to Japan and fight Bullet Club." Bye. Like yeah. he was and, doing it, and. I mean, obviously, that Daniel Bryan at that point was already like a big established WWE star, and with the case of Samoa Joe, it's like he is obviously a hugely well-known name among the wrestling audience, but he wasn't—he was never treated as a huge star in WWE outside of a few feuds with Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns. And so, if he—if they decide, oh, we're not going to risk, well, him getting seriously injured under our watch, even if he is, by most people's standards, clear to compete. They're not going to risk doing that and say, okay, we'll just let you go then instead. We missed out on Joe being world champion. We missed out on Joe versus Undertaker. That would have been a feud. I I think Joe could have gotten one of the last good ones. Undertaker. I mean, mean, realistically, Joe could and probably should have been a world champion. He should have been. I mean, he was only like United States champion a couple of times. And even then, those runs were particularly memorable. (laughs) Yeah, he was just on the bump, doing the bump stuff. Like he was doing, he had his own segment on the bump. Uh, I just I don't know how they choose who to release and when. I mean, you have to you have to assume they give them some kind of. Well, I'd like to say I'd hope they they would give some sort of pre warning, but then again, this company seems to revel in uh, embarrassing people. And I mean, a whole storyline on Raw about Mandy Rose slipping over. Like, oh, so that's that's the one thing you're going to pinpoint on when she makes one of the most embarrassing uh, mistakes in her entire career so far, or on-screen career or whatever. It's just like, okay, that's the thing that's going to get her pushed. They couldn't help themselves either for doing the whole, like, Nia Jax doing the my hole. And they're like, well, what if Nia slipped? Wouldn't that be funny? I didn't like that at all. I don't know if you guys are like, because I know it's like a part hot tags pop thing. I don't know if you've actually covered any of the the shows from this. No, we we were we were kind of rolling towards that, and then this happened. 
yeah, it's yeah. kind of hard when this kind of story just breaks in the middle of the yeah. recording. We still have some questions from Peter, and, too. And you can see, like, my, my genuine reaction to all these guys. I go, oh, my God, no, not, not this one. It's like, it, it really hurts. Like, I don't know when you started listening or what, but when they said Billy Kay, like, I had to stop speaking for a while. I was, like, emotional. This person well, just wrestled for you for yeah. WrestleMania. Well, I, I, I'd say that I, um, I wasn't listening when I got back in and stuff like that. I actually just went onto Twitter a little while ago, and then I just saw... Yeah. I think the first one I saw was Peyton Royce released. Yeah. And the most recent one. I, saw, I, I, just, I just kept scrolling down, and I saw Samoa Joe, and I saw Billy Kay, and then I thought, oh, God, they're doing this again. And then just occasionally saw other people, and then I just checked, oh, are you guys still doing this? I thought, thought maybe you'd have um, gotten off or whatever and stuff we like that. We were going to, and then this happened. Yeah, we only had, like five more questions left and then it was going to be uh let's talk about the hot tags and then kind of roll out but then yeah yeah it's uh it's bizarre but i mean a lot of these people again i, I was talking about this before about how only certain people can and should not have should, should only certain numbers of people can really go to AEW because AEW has a bloated roster as it is but a lot of these names are like you can't really pass them up when you have the opportunity Joe needs to go right now. <laughs> Joe can fight Kenny you, Omega tomorrow. Like, have you seen Samojo's reply to CM Punk's tweet? No. He says they really should have never gave me money. They really should have never gave me money. Yeah. Uh, he like, got enough money that he can just jump on people's couches and say "fuck your couch." Like, and then and then Punk's replied to that saying "fucked up and paid us." <laughs> So basically, I, I, I can only assume, again, it's I don't know either of these two, so I don't know the way they're talking to each other in that regards. But from my perspective, reading that, it's basically saying, okay, these guys, like they signed them knowing that they had absolutely no fit for them really in WWE. Like they would not, those characters or the way they wanted to be portrayed was never going to fly with them in WWE, like the actual people running the company. But then they still ended up paying them shit tons of money, regardless of it. Hmm. Because all it's, all it's done, really, all, some, all the hiring of Samoa Joe has done is given like a decent run in NXT as NXT champion, then moving on beyond that into WWE and having a few decent feuds. But realistically, they probably paid him a good amount of money and really got nothing out of it because they refused to really run with him. Just because it fits the theme of our podcast, Taz just tweeted a gif of Daniel Craig as Bond smirking and like what like what the hell is this kind of smirk? I'm looking forward to one of them tweeting uh, that, um, ladies and gentlemen, the weekend when <laughs> when it comes around. Uh, What's the ladies and gentlemen the weekend thing? Oh, that's uh, uh, that, that's, that's it's this meme uh, Twitter account which is literally just called ladies and gentlemen the weekend, and it's Daniel Craig at SNL introducing the weekend when he was, did the hosting duty, and everyone just puts it out on like early saturday or late on friday just to like announce the oh. weekend coming. <laughs> it's just the way that he does it is just so deadpan i think i might have seen that clip yeah it's an awesome clip ladies and gentlemen like, the I, weekend kind of a thing like, i love those account- yeah i love that those that those sort of accounts exist like there's literally like certain accounts that just exist for one thing i, I like these um like these sporting ones or anything like that where people say uh where the, the name of the account is has X x team for instance uh one in the one year and then and a constant tweet of every day is no 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 yeah. until they actually win like the jtg released 
clock yeah. that they had going on, and is Rey Mysterio injured right now? I think was one of them. Yeah, but that, those those Twitter accounts are really doing uh, God's work. So we were speculating about where some of these people might go. We were kind of going with Peyton Royce and Billy Kay go to AEW. Samoa Joe. That'll TNA, yeah. Goes TNA, to TNA. Irish have a tag team division. Oh, uh, so. yeah, they have tag team titles. Go to TNA tomorrow. I could see it's Chelsea strong. going to T- uh, to Impact. Impact, yeah, yeah. It would make sense. I mean, they're also trying to rejuvenate Ring of Honor's women's division. I think she'd fit in well there as well. Bo Dallas is somebody that I actually wants. I don't think he'll go anywhere. He can go to the farm, bro. <laughs> he can just, he can just chill. Just hang out with Liv Morgan in the farm. Yeah. Uh, Tucker. MLW maybe or NWA. I was leaning more towards NWA. We'll see. If he's good, he's good. Well, I guess we'll see how he is. I am 100% Mickey James goes to NWA. Among other places. I think I, I think she's going to freelance. Float. Yeah, I think she's she should float. freelance, yeah. He's uh, got enough name value to do that. Blake, I, I can definitely picture going to AEW Dark. That's like one of those kind of guys. Because he yeah, lives maybe. in Florida, right? Yeah, I, I so. could see him being like a... Like a job, a character for EW. He was favored by Dusty. That's usually a good sign. Yeah, like I can't see. He just doesn't. I mean, again, there's, there's an opportunity where all these people being released to prove us all wrong or like prove that WWE made a mistake by letting them go. So maybe he does have more in the tank, but he doesn't. He's never struck me as someone who has the star power to step out on his own that much. Hmm. Who else? Well, Kalisto. Kalisto will go back to yeah, Kalisto. Mexico, I imagine. For a little while. At the very least. Well, he's from Chicago. I mean, he's going to probably just do the indie circuit, make a huge splash, end up in MLW, end up floating in AEW. He's going to land right on his feet. And everybody, he's going to be the Tanara Kanchi of this release, where it's like, how did you let this fucking guy go? Yeah, Kalisto's a guy that I think that they could have done a lot more with. Um, we were going through the the roster. Let's go with the SmackDown side of things. Um, Black, we're definitely kind of like, it wouldn't make any sense if he doesn't get released. He won't get released, I don't think. It makes too much bro, sense, right? Bro, it, it, <laughs> yeah, it makes too much sense for him to be released. I almost feel like they'd keep him there out of spite. Hmm. One of those ones was like, oh, we could release him and just get some money back with him, but just go, yeah, but... He'll be too big of a star kind of a thing. Well, no, not even just too big a star. I'd just be like, yeah, but you know what his his wife did? Like, maybe we should let him... See, but if they do those kinds of things, then I don't even want to... Like, that's the kind of shit that makes it hard to be a fan. Yeah, that's terrible if you do that for a business. Yeah, this this company is really um, prone to doing things that make it hard to be a fan. Uh, I'm thinking Brian's good. Oh yeah, well, Brian's good until he decides to resign. Brian's grandfathered in at this point. Should should be yeah. He's only a father. He's not that old. Mm. Whatever. (laughs) Depends on what he um. Depends on what his uh priorities are. I guess. I think that Ziggler and Root are okay for right now, but. Again, incumbent champions are safe, Tony. Please don't keep breaking this up. I had I said, I had said, I'm worried about Jeff Hardy. Bro, his father just died. If they release Jeff Hardy, the 
his father just died a week ago, man. Come on. But if they're doing this for a tax type of thing or something, like we're speculating for it being the 15th, they might just be like, it's bad timing. Sorry, pal. I hope, and they won't let Jeff go because Jeff will make so much money in AEW. I mean, he might request his release. Yeah, that, well, that's the point. That's A lot of these people may have been people that have been on the bubble requesting releases, but yeah. I've only just decided to do it now because of the budget cuts they want to do. Like last year, we found out that a handful of those names were flat out fired, and a handful of them were people that were saying, look, I don't think I'm going to renew my contract. And then they were like, all right, well, then you can go. Kind of like that, you know, it's easier to let go of the person who wants to quit than it is to fire somebody who wants to stay kind of a thing. Although, they, although they've shown that they can uh, very they can comfortably just, do both. Yeah. I think Dominic's okay. Yeah, if they, if they, if they ever want to employ Rey Mysterio long-term ever again, or come, having come back, they'll keep Dominic if around. If they let Rey go right now, Rey will fight Jericho on next week's episode of Dynamite. Yep. <laughs> he totally would. No, he, he would in a heartbeat, yeah. Yeah, Mysterio's, Mysterio's got no... I just say he's got no loyalty or anything. But he knows that he's he's a legend. He can do whatever he wants if he got released by WWE. Mm-hmm. And everyone would pay top dollar to use him. I think Jimmy and Jay are okay. Yeah. Look, yeah. Well, Roman's there. Is, is Roman Reigns okay, Tony? Do you think Roman Reigns is going to stick around? Nah, he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not feeling as strong about Kevin Owens. I'd, I'd be surprised if Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Bro, right. Kevin Owens just stunned Logan Paul. Kevin Owens ain't going nowhere. And it's not even just that. It's just a case of, I just think Kevin feels comfortable there. Like, and he there, there are some people who really do. He genuinely doesn't strike me as someone who want, who's desperate to be world. Well, I'd say like he's ha- he would want to be world champion because everyone wants to be world champion. But he's not someone who's so desperate that he'll get out of the company because he doesn't feel like he's going to get it. I think he just feels like he's settled there. You know what, though, and I know we're going through SmackDown, but I just want to bring this up real quick. Roderick Strong did hand in his papers down the little... Uh... Yeah, that was somebody I was going to bring up when we got to the NXT. <laughs> I, I just thought that that was that. Well, you know, this was some kind of a story, but maybe maybe there's something to that. Maybe he and Marina Shafir are gone. That would be awful. At this, the way that this day's going, it wouldn't shock me if that's how that works. I'm assuming Corbin's okay. Oh, yeah. Well, who would take him? <laughs> I would if I had a company. <laughs> no, no, to be fair, most, most, most companies would. He's, yeah. he's, a, he's a more service worker, and they would probably come up with a much better gimmick than WWE's ever given him. Murphy is 100% gone whenever his contract gets up. If it's he today, should, if yeah. it's tomorrow, it's whatever, Murphy's gone. Guaranteed. Yeah, he should, he should probably go and try somewhere else at this point. He flat out tweeted to Andrade, see you soon. Mm. So, okay. he's gone. That's good to know. I'm, I don't know about Reginald. He said that he was sick for WrestleMania. On the, on the bubble. I think he's on the bubble. I think he's on the bubble, yeah. Which would be amazing because they wasted the fucking build to the main event of WrestleMania on this guy. That would be just the way that things work out, though, wouldn't it? spend months doing that and then it would be like ah he's gone because we don't want to have to pay him to do anything anymore and then be like but why did you like what's this yeah Marquis says Gordon shouldn't be okay um Seth Rollins is fine uh Shinsuke Shinsuke I think is okay even though there used there used to be a time frame where I was like you know Shinsuke is gonna leave because he could just stay in America and just work with another company. I think he's okay. 
He can go to AEW. He could. Not every, yeah, again, not everyone can. Yeah. Bro, but I uh, assume he would. Former IWGP Intercontinental and World Heavyweight Champion Shinsuke Nakamura can go to AEW. They would snatch but him yeah, up. I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Just, I just wonder, like, does will these kind of um, WWE mass firing schedules soon be followed up by AEW mass firing schedules because they can't actually contain everybody? Anybody well, they've only released roster. one person so far, legitimately, not based off of, like, oh, you can't travel right now. Oh, no, they've released, uh, what, three, right? Jimmy Havoc, Ivelisse, and... Um... Well, I'm not counting Jimmy Havoc and the other two because they were released due to pandemic-based travels. Ivelisse is the only person who's been released just straight up. I thought Havoc was released because of all the that accusations kinda, and stuff. That just sort of happily got swept in with the travel issues. If you want to count it, you can. I'm just saying. I think Bailey's good. Oh, she better be. Yeah, obviously Sasha, Bianca, they're good. Natty's good. She's good for life. Uh, I mean, I don't feel as strong about Carmella and Sonya and Tamina, but I think that they're okay. I'm worried about the uh, not the iconics. They're already gone. Um, I'm worried about the Riot Squad. Do you want to see upheaval, Tony? Yeah. Are you a fan of upheaval? Do you I thought you said like- a, a people. <laughs> I'm like a, a people. I want to see a people. <laughs> <laughs> a people. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, the fact that they never really seem to want to push somebody like a Ruby Riot. I could see them saying, ah, we all, you know what? Sink or swim, she never swam. That's crazy. I wouldn't have thought that the Iconics would have left. Renee Paquette just tweeted, how do you drop the ball on Samoa Joe? Injuries aside, what a mistake. Yeah. Amen to that. Oh, it's so liberating when people are no longer on the WWE (laughs) banner and they can just say what they want about this stuff. I uh, think Xavier Woods been pretty vocal about how yeah, upset Xavier he's been about like, the whole thing. Uh, Chelsea what did Xavier just, say? He's just been oh, like, it, wow, and it's been a tough day and all that. Yeah, just the just the usual stuff about going completely overboard. Because Joe's probably, his friend. Because like Joe yeah. had a lot to do with the uh, Up, Up, Down, Down trip. Joe was just on Up, Up, Down, Down Mania. Joe was just on WrestleMania, Tony. Yeah, he's on lots of manias. <laughs> If Pasta Meaning would still be around, Joe would have been on it. Yeah. Meanwhile, NXT UK is going on, and it's like, yeah, 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 who cares? Uh, <laughs> you know? Yeah, which is usually what I would be covering right now. Yeah, it's like, oh, Gallus is on Supernova Sessions. It's, sure. <laughs> you know? mm. Who in I NXT do you guys think could be on that bubble? We talked about, about Roderick Roddy. Strong. <laughs> Worried about Ronnie now. Worried about yeah. Bobby Fish now. A Bobby Fish. Yeah, that's uh, that could be a worry just because of the injury side of it. I'm worried you know, about it, Velveteen Dream now. Well, not worried, but well, like, yeah, I don't give a fuck about Velveteen well, Dream. He can go, well, and, me, he can go me, jump in the well, lake as far me, as I'm concerned. Let me go ahead and pull back the curtain. I wrote last year Velveteen Dream released. It was just everybody was just oh, just wait for it, wait for it, just start writing it up. It's been a year. It ain't <laughs> been released. Um, it would be. Uh, again, it, it's not hilarious because there are people that have jobs and stuff like that, but it would be so Drake, apropos Drake if Drake Maverick got released. 
and you shouldn't laugh, but like, Jesus, can you imagine? Yeah, it's just, yeah, but I, I mean, I, I can't say that, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, Fandango and Tyler Breeze, maybe. I'm worried about them. I'm worried about them right now, too. Uh, I'm worried about only Lorcan now that Danny Birch is injured, and actually, and Danny Birch as well. Yeah. Just because then, then if they, if they can't work, they're no good to you in that regard. PW Insider says WWE has been recording vignettes with Aleister Black to return to TV. So no, Aleister Black ain't gone. I mean, you never trust anything. Hey, Vanson popped hey. up for one day to start That's a feud fair. with the Undertaker and never popped back up again. So like, That's I don't fair. trust anything in WWE anymore when it comes to that. I'm mean, realistically half the NXT roster could be at risk if they just feel like at any point in time, like. Um, they get rid of. They get rid of. Um, There's like Arturo Huas. I don't think that they'll yeah. necessarily just let him go. But at the same time, he's been there a little while, and if they're looking to just, well, you know, again, sink or swim type of a thing, they could yeah. release somebody like that a lot easier than they could somebody like Finn Balor. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's people like Everize could go. Oh, Brendan. Well, if you release Everize, you don't have a two hundred five live. How do you? Oh, two hundred five live can go. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh, 205 Live has been released by WWE. Actually. Yeah. Um, Brendan Vink. Brendan Vink was somebody I was looking at. Yeah. Uh, Jake Atlas, potentially. I don't think that they'll get rid of Jake Atlas. Uh, I mean, I'd be surprised. Like, but it's just anyone. Kona Reeves has been injured for a while. That's He's on my least. list. Yeah. Um, let's have a look. Uh, who else is on this? That's. I mean. To be fair, I mean, I would say it's unlikely, but we've seen it with, like, Gallows and Anderson if they'd got rid of the two other members of Legado del Fantasma and just kept Santos. It'd be unlikely, but... I would hate that so much, but yeah, it's... You know, you never really know. Um, They only only just signed Tyler Rust, so I assume they wouldn't get rid of him. It'd be be kind of them to get rid of Malcolm Bivens, though. (laughs) Uh, The wrestling world would thank them. I mean, he, he won't have trouble finding work. I don't think it'll happen, but I wouldn't be super duper shocked if the Bollywood Boys got released. How do you have a two hundred five? I mean, I'm just I'm being an asshole. I know, but like, but no, it's true because it's the Bollywood Boys, Everrise, Kurt Stallion, Ashanti the Adonis, Tony Nice, Arya Davari, and all these great people that could be That's released it. at any point in time. Yeah, they are the only people that ever pop up on two hundred five live. So then, you know, they could release Tony Nese. They could release Arya Davari. They could release... Did they really ever hire Tino Sabatelli back? It seems like that's been the case, but then again, maybe they just release him again. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I haven't, he hasn't been appeared yet, so... I mean, I'm, I'm looking at the um, the women's side of things now, and... I was actually just going to say, I'm going to put my foot down. I don't think that they release a single woman from NXT. I'd be surprised. The only ones that I could like even potentially see are Aaliyah just because get ready like if you're well, gonna Robert get Robert Stone's out of a job at that point. Yeah. Uh Santana Garrett. She got just... called up technically. So yeah, did I Chelsea. No, I know. Yeah. But uh Vanessa Bourne because of that same reason as right. well. Right. And then maybe maybe Tegan if they got if they've gone tired with that stuff now. That would be sad, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then the other one that I'd say is like potential, which probably 
isn't that I I feel like just considering the way that she's been booked recently, maybe Tony Storm. That'd be rough. I mean, that would be a big one if they got rid of her, but it's just a case of she doesn't seem like she's been positioned near the top of the card anymore. Like she's just kind of there. So I thought, oh, she's either getting called up or or now this is happening, there's every possibility. I mean it's it's so hard to just look at all these people and just feel like, yeah, I can't I can't say with absolute certainty, except for well, obviously a few cases, that you're gonna have a job in the next uh, day or so. I don't know how many more are we expecting to get released at this point. It's slowed down to the point. We're done. I'm assuming that we're kind of done. But then again, there's been days before a couple of years ago. I think it was like 2011, might have been, where I remember reporting on stuff. God, I've been doing things way too long. Uh, where they did like a big, big mass firing, where it ended up going into like the next day, kind of a thing. I don't know if they do that anymore like that. I'm very suspicious about the 15th. It's a little too weird that it's April 15th, both years in a row. That's got to be some reason. Well, this, yeah, there must be something to do with this day, which means that they need to cut costs at this point. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Again, it could be anything to like tax-related reasons or anything along those lines, like you suggested. And there's no reason to suggest why that wouldn't be the case. But yeah, there must be some reason why today is the day they have to do it. So like... <laughs> uh, some people just tweeting now about the idea, like WWE reported the uh, talent, the budget cuts, the reason for today's releases, whereas 2020 was the most profitable year in the company's history. Mm-hmm. Do you think that they've hired John Laurinaitis back specifically for this? That like nobody, he's the goat. Bad guy, bad call. guy Laurinaitis. Yeah, yeah. He, he's the goat. He can make the phone call. He can tell these people that they're uh, out of a job. Yeah, and while he's uh, casually browsing through a bunch of uh, supermodel magazines and swimsuit he magazines to find the next, the, the next top diva to come around. He met his wife that way. I mean, credit to him, you know? Ben in the uh, chat, my bar fucked up my order, so I'm seven vodkas deep rather than the two I had planned. Shut the fuck up, Billy Kay. I've had way too much alcohol to deal with this level of shock. <laughs> I, again, I keep going back to Billy because I legitimately was like ready to start shedding a tear. I was like, what do you mean Billy Kay's released? I mean, now that they've released Peyton alongside of her, because I'd have thought that that would have been really cold to keep Peyton and lose Billy. That would have been like out of spite. Because then it would have been like, hi, your husband's gone, your best friend's gone, and you're going to stick around until we say so, kind of a thing. Just, Dean uh, says uh, in the chat, I don't think they've got rid of many TV NXT people this time last year. I presume they are viewed separately. Yeah, they might be like different contract type of things. They did get rid of some. I don't remember exactly who of oh, Ben's just getting that. Wait, is Peyton gone too? Yeah, Ben, just to fill you in, Ben, what we lost, <laughs> what we lost today on the roster, Billy Kay, Peyton Royce, Chelsea Green, Mickey James, Kalisto, Bo Dallas, Samoa Joe, Tucker and Wesley Blake. Uh, he only saw Billy. Oh, wow. Yeah, Billy was the first one to go. Should have broken two, maybe a bit slower than that. But... <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, um, I just saw that um, MJF has tweeted, your your best friend MJF, Rob, has, uh, <laughs> has, has tweeted, uh, stop posting the gif. And now everyone is sharing the gift of him being shoved by Samoa Joe when he was doing a um, entrance oh. to the ring for <laughs> next day. <laughs> maybe they're going to call back to that and have him come back. Uh, by the way, MJF said uh, 
He can smell my breath through the camera, so fuck that guy. <laughs> I, did listen, I did listen to the podcast, Rob. Well, I know, but I, for those that didn't, I know the yeah. support man, I thank yeah. you for it. Yeah, it's cool that he did that. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. Jerk. <laughs> Great sense of smell, though. Thank you. Ben says, I sobered up real fast. <laughs> yeah, Marquise, they got rid of both Iconics. Uh... Somebody just posted the gift of Apu. What were you thinking? It's like, yeah, <laughs> this is it. Exactly. What were you thinking? How do you let go of all these people who literally just helped you through a pandemic? Who literally just helped you through WrestleMania? Smojo was in a poncho calling the show for you. Who needs the WWE? I do. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm looking at. Let me, let me try to find last year's future endeavors list. Uh, I've got it up on the website. Yeah, how, of how many? How many are released in that one? So, let's see. Stars released in 2020. On that day last year, so that was the 15th last year. Same as what it was. Five days before that was when the Re- revival was released. They released on 4:10. Two days after the release is when we got confirmation of Nakamurado, Tino Sabatelli, Tainara, Cassius Ono, Cesar Bononi, Mars Wang, Edgar Lopez, Faisal Kurdi, Hussan Aldegal, Marcos Gomez, Mohamed Fahim, Omari Palmer, Rocky, and a couple other people. So we might get another round of this with NXT people. There's a, yeah, there's always the potential for that to happen. If they so, released a group of them two days after the 15th, we might on you know Friday or Saturday be talking about another set of releases that are just NXT. But last year, they had gotten rid of, on the 15th specifically, Hawkins, EC3, Leo Rush, Carl Anderson, Hurricane Helms, Drake Maverick, Eric Young, Heath Slater, Luke Gallows, Billy Kidman... Mike Rotunda, Dave Finley, Pat Buck, Sean Devari, Scott Armstrong, Sarah Stock, Lance Armstrong, Aiden English, Kurt Angle, Eric Rowan, both of the Colognes, Sarah Logan, Mike Kyoto, Mike Canellis, Marie Canellis, Zach Ryder, No Way Jose, Rusev, Alexander Jakesick, Deanna Perrazzo, MJ Jenkins, Josiah Williams, Norman Smiley, Serena Deeb, Ace Steel, Kendo Kashin, Jerry Soto, Dorian Mack, John Quasto, and Alyssa Marino. So that's like 50 yeah. people or something. <laughs> So Joe just tweeted, be well, with perhaps the best gif you can use in a time like this. It's the end of the Truman Show, where Truman is taking a bow and leaving the fake set that he thought was his life. Hmm. Yeah. I, I assume he's got, he's got some, he'll have some plans in place. I'm kind so, of liking, I'm, I'm, so just, Joe, I'm just, I'm just, Okay. World champion where by the end of the year? Because he can go legitimately anywhere. He won't be world champion if he goes to AEW. No. He'll be or, world champion or, if he goes to Ring of Honor or... Uh, Ring of Honor is definitely... Ring of Honor and Impact definitely the options. I don't think he'd reach that level immediately if he went to AEW or um, New Japan. But I'd like to see him both. I like uh, to see him freelance it. Oh, yeah. He, he's Again, he's another name that could just go say like, OK, you can sign me for this number of dates and then I'll go here for this number of dates and then I'll just go around for a little while and see whether I would want to settle down somewhere. But 
I'm kind of, I'm just kind of like enjoying living on Twitter right now and just see that uh, Chelsea Green saying her goodbyes and then Downstate send her a reply saying, hey, is there anything we can do to, to help you out? Yeah. <laughs> the wrestling world is interesting because you got a lot of people being like, oh man, this breaks my heart, everybody. And then other people just being like, all right, how can we start to get the wheels going? We're going to get this moving. So I looked on uh, Creed's Twitter because you had mentioned that earlier. He had said um, two hours ago he released a a video of him just skating around, having fun. It said mood, and he seemed super happy. And then it says his next tweet after that from an hour ago. And with that, the day is now a bit different. And then 39 minutes ago, just wow. Yeah. Just look at um, uh, Matthew from Botchamania saying that Bo Dallas's last televised WWE match was the Battle Royal at Crown Jewel 2019. Hmm. That makes sense. Bo he Dallas has is the GOAT. <laughs> Over a year. Over a year of nothing. Wow. He is he is the current Epico and Primo until obviously just now being released. Who's, who's, who's that now? Probably Titus, really. <sighs> Okay, let's are, let's figure it out. Let's work. do this live on the podcast. Who's the next uh, the colognes that are going to be on the list all the time? I mean, I still do currently have people on my list that haven't been released yet today. Oh, I'm not even saying like people that are going to be on the list all the time. It's just people that are signed with the company and just don't work for years at a time. The last time that we've seen Kona Reeves has been a long while, but Mojo Raleigh is good. Oh, there you go in the chat bed. Oh, Mojo yeah, Raleigh. Mojo there is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm thinking Mojo. Yeah, I can't imagine it'll be he'll be too long for this world. Or maybe maybe they keep him around because he's their link to Gronkowski whenever he wants to come back. Yeah, but the Gronk thing didn't work out all that well. I think that they are going to kind of look at that as like, well, it yeah, didn't work out. Didn't work out well at WrestleMania. They're still going to bring Hogan back every now and again, aren't they? Yeah, that's different though. No, it's not. It works better in the favor of Gronkowski because he's outside the bubble. So most people would think, wow, he's you know so yeah, he's famous, famous. He's yeah, famous, he's, famous. he's he's a real star. Man, this is uh. Yeah, I get it. it's it's so hard to speculate <sighs> because I'm just imagine it's just the fact that like oh they've they've got so many people that they've released now contract. And you know somebody who's never on TV now that you could just release and sign back whenever he's available. John fucking Cena. He's still under contract. Just. Just, no, just because John John is smart enough that he'll go. Sorry, I'm not under contract. <laughs> John will be like The Rock, who just sort of got quietly released in 2005 and then didn't show up again for six years. Yeah, it's kind of hard for someone to get quietly released these days. Kind of happened a little bit with uh, Lars Sullivan, but not really. Pretty sure we were pretty aware of it by the time, well, pretty soon after it happened. Yeah, but I mean, they yeah, never he, like put out an official thing. Oh no, he did. Yeah, but he made it pretty aware that he did. Chelsea Green tweeted out, "Welcome back. It's been a while." With a picture of her, uh, that's a hot mess. I... ass. It's a great. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it, yeah that's. A, I think that's a good. I mean, to be fair, like Chelsea Green, Chelsea Green is her name, right? So she can she she'll be able to use that on the end. This year, I don't know. The way that things have been going this year, it's like, well, we own your name, we own your blood type. <laughs> yeah, but that's actually backfired for them because they haven't been able to trademark Dean Ambrose. They haven't been able to trademark plenty of other names because they don't have the written consent of the superstar. But Dean Ambrose isn't his real name. Yeah, but they he played him, so they need his consent. 
Is that how that works now? Yep. Huh. I know Keith Lee was one of the ones that they didn't get a chance to trademark because he didn't give them the consent. Commodore Aziz did. <laughs> he must be. He must be feeling pretty satisfied now that he managed to get that gig before this this round of stuff happened. Oh, well, we'll see what happens at the end of the day. <laughs> you see, Babatunde is big. Could you imagine him being released as part of this one and just like after after? Okay, he comes into WrestleMania, he debuts as Commander Aziz. And now, like... in fairness, they never they said they didn't know who he was. Mm. <laughs> I can see it though. That's just like it's. The way that things happen sometimes, you know? I mean, I'm looking at the last year's release list, and it was like, I have one there, 516, Drew Gulak was released and reinstated several days later. Everything's nuts when it comes to that. Drew, uh, Drake Maverick had gotten released and signed a new contract. and um, Lots of people tweeting Velveteen Dream still has a job. Yeah, I imagine a lot of people will be annoyed about that. They'll be annoyed at people like Velveteen Dream and uh, Jordan Devlin and Matt Riddle still having employment in employment. Well, let's pivot over to Peter's questions in the meantime. We still have a couple more. Yeah, of we, those. Can take a, we can take a break. Wait to see. Yeah. Else yeah. Tumbling there. All right. Next question from Peter. Who do you think is going to get released? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> He says, if you were a wrestler, what would your nickname be? For example, the Tribal Chief. I am the Don. PD Nice. D-O-N stands for definition of nice. Um, Apparently given to him by Chris Dickinson. Now that we know. Yeah. Uh, I always thought I'd go with... um, If I was, like, in the slightest bit athletic, and I had my name, or some variation of my name, I always wanted to do some kind of an A kind of related thing. So I would always thought, like, A game. But uh, for a little time frame, I was thinking about being a manager, and I was going to go under this thing where uh, A plus was going to be kind of my catchphrase, where it's going to be anybody who signs under uh, under me is like an A plus talent, and it would have been a whole thing like that. I'm sure I'd go with some sort of wacky esque mango related pun. Uh, yeah, hello. It's the mango and the bad seeds, pal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, you know, I can't really tell you at this point that I would think of anything pretty decent. I, I guess at this point I'd probably do something based off of like the microphone and the commentary. So I'd be something like the 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 wrestling apologist like I'm a pretty I tend to try to play devil's advocate so I'd probably be something based off of that yeah there there is still a small part of you that thinks that this is really just all about budget cuts yeah oh yeah oh yeah it's it's a business pal what can you say I can't really escape the cowboy thing now (laughs) (laughs) so it's kind of difficult but when when before this whole thing just blew up a little bit and people actually enjoyed the cowboy sh- uh, stick, um, I was thinking of a um, if I was ever to get involved in wrestling, either in a in ring or managerial capacity, I thought of a character called the Scout, which is essentially just someone who comes to the ring, either with with whoever he's managing or just the, the wrestler himself, carrying a notepad full of all of the information he scouted on his opponent prior to the thing. And he's kind of pinpointed 
where he thinks his weaknesses are or like the best places to attack and all that other stuff and build up holds a guide surrounding it and then you do a lot of like nice gimmick things like the, like uh, your opponent ripping it up before the match starts and so you have absolutely no idea what you're going to be doing at that point and or like having to constantly go back after like you've wrestled for a little bit and just checking the notes to make sure you know exactly where to go next i think that would be a lot of fun as like a comedy heel character i think you could pull it off very well yeah, but unfortunately, I'm not physically capable of doing that. <laughs> Ricky says, Cal would be the British six-shooter. I'd, 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 I'd uh, extend it to be the cultured cowboy. <laughs> I love this. Well, how that became a thing based off of something I didn't say yeah. that Tony thought I said off camera. Yeah. <laughs> uh, did we ever explain that? No, no. I, I said I, I said I was going to st- stall it a little bit, but I can I can tell it now. We might as well. We're already this deep into the podcast, and I can start <laughs> it, so I might as well get involved in it. So essentially, I because I typically join the call slightly later than everyone else because I'm trying to get things sorted, and so Rob and Tony are usually already there talking about shit, and I come I come on, and then he just says hi. He, Rob just said hi, Cal, and I said howdy, I, Callum. Yeah, howdy, Callum, and stuff like that. And Tony thought, <laughs> oh, I thought you said uh, howdy, cowboy. There, it's just like that's a uh, pretty funny. <laughs> And then Tony decided at some we barely even mentioned it beyond that point. We just made a little joke about it and then carried on our usual uh, ramblings. Then Tony decided at the start of the podcast he was just going to introduce me as Cowboy Callum Wiggins. Yeah. <laughs> and and then I was annoyed about and I was annoyed about it because I had no idea it was coming and I kind of wanted to move past it. You so, it's the uh, the Starcade thing that we were doing. Yeah. And you go your reaction. I listened to it the other day. Your reaction is fuck you. <laughs> And then you're like, I had a whole thing planned. Yeah, because I, 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 I like to come occasionally prepared with some like jokes or material for the initial um, line that I say on these podcasts. And then he just says that and I'm just like completely thrown off my game. <laughs> and then it just continues. I don't know. Like for a little while, it's just like it just came on and off because Tiny would occasionally mention it or Rob would occasionally mention it. And I wouldn't mention it too much. But then it's like, oh, I might as well lean into it a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Now you got home. Like I got how many of these. Uh... I got a whole menage. I got a wardrobe set up. I've, yeah. got, I've got catchphrases. I'm gonna have a shirt coming out maybe at some point. It's just it snowballs. Seriously. The rudeness tootinest hosting all the land. <laughs> Yeehaw. Um. Another question from Peter. Uh, do you miss the part timers? Um, yes. I'll go first. Yeah, I really miss John Cena. I really miss Brock Lesnar. I'm sad that we're at a point where it's like Undertaker legitimately feels like a thing of the past that won't happen again. I'm sad that Triple H being a full-time thing will never, ever happen again. I really enjoyed the first chunk of the Authority run. It did run its course. But I, I do miss the part-timers. But more importantly, I miss the feeling of when the part-timers were full-timers. I want star power of that level again. Yeah, I, I can't say that I entirely miss it because I do like a slight, the, the movement in general to try and focus on the actual people that are there. But then again, they're not really focusing on the people that are there. They're focusing on like a couple of people, but nobody in particular, and they 50-50 everyone. So I do like having the part-timers around just because it's nice to feel like there are people on the roster that are being treated like stars. I don't miss the 2021 versions of most of them. 
Like, I don't want, like, The Undertaker to come back and be a full-time guy. But if I can go back in time and bring back the old Undertaker or whatever, then yeah, you know? I've been getting a lot more into these fantasy booking all-time type things. I've got some notes for a fantasy booking men's and women's Royal Rumbles. I've got notes for a fantasy booking WrestleMania all-time card that I I might release pretty soon. I don't know. I'm debating about whether or not I want to stall on those. So if you want to see it, you know, it's not only the pick your poison tier, but there's also just, you know, let me know <laughs> if you go. Yeah, I really want to see it. Then maybe I'll just post it. But um, I didn't plug a whole lot of that stuff, by the way. Yeah. Uh, Patreon. You guys know by now. Probably if you're watching this, and especially if you're this deep in it, you probably know. But like, share, subscribe. Do the same thing for fanboysanonymous.com. Go to the Patreon. Help support us there. Pick up some merchandise on TeePublic and Redbubble. There's a couple days left on the uh, commentary, uh, not the commentary, on the uh, contest things, too. You can still win an NWO shirt, a Baron Zemo Funko Pop, or an Edge Funko Pop. That's closing off, I think, uh, on Sunday or something. It's a couple days away from now. It's not too far off. Oh, and thank you to Marquise for the super chat. How would you book Rock versus Roman for Mania in LA? Uh, (sighs) Tribal Chief. Uh, Genuinely, I think... This would have been the year, like yeah. the way that they have him, and that they could have capitalized on. Because now we're talking another two years of keeping it hot, and I just don't trust WWE's ability to do so. Is any call be at WrestleMania? So yeah, I think it might be. Well, he's at LA, so two years. Oh, yeah. oh okay. Oh yeah. Oh, so for LA in particular. Oh, two. Yeah, I don't. I don't trust WWE to keep it going. I don't. Like, I don't two, trust them. They can get. They can get away with another year and do it in Texas and maybe potentially get a huge crowd there. But I don't trust them to keep it going for two years. I mean, I mean fundamentally, it's just, yeah, the tribal tree thing is the way that you build it around you. I, I don't think it should have the championship involved. I think it should be... It, it's it's enough of a marquee match that you don't need the championship involved. You can have the championship being dedicated to some other part of the story. But it should be something... You, you build it up with The Rock... I mean, I like the idea that um, I think uh, Sean Rossap was talking about this when he's like answered some questions about it in the past, and I do like his approach of you have The Rock be in some way involved in Roman losing the championship, and then you just build an organic story off the back of that of how R- Roman still feels in the sh- it feels some sort of inferiority complex about being in The Rock's shadow, and The Rock will always, even though The Rock's like a good guy, he, he doesn't like to quote-unquote brag that much in that in that regard but he knows that he's the head of the table and he always will be and Roman's he's he's let Roman say he is for this amount of time but Roman's desperate to say no your time is done I am now my time is now yeah and then John Cena comes out (laughs) yeah because it's LA and we get get Fryce in a lifetime but um it's a tag team match he uh, partners up with Vin Diesel because now he's in the fast nine thing Vin Diesel's got that feud with the rock (laughs) Oh yeah, that would that'd be pretty cool. <laughs> but uh no, that's I think that's how you basically do it is just this is the way to establish that Roman is the definitive top star in his family now by vanquishing the rock at WrestleMania. I don't think it really needs to to be more complicated than that, really. <laughs> ben says, Am I drunk enough to make a Roman as the head of my table joke? <laughs> I <laughs> 
You know, I will say that's one of the main reasons I thought he would get massively cheered at WrestleMania and did not. So I'll spoil a little bit of my um, my fantasy WrestleMania all-time thing. This isn't quite the same, but it's a little similar to what I would do with Rock versus uh, Roman for Mania in LA or next year in Dallas. I think you do Rock and uh, Roman and you don't make it a lumberjack match per se, but you've got the family there. And I don't know if you can tweak a lumberjack match in a way where it's kind of like, well, they're there, but they're kind of far enough away and they're not really getting involved. And it's not really in a lumberjack match where maybe they're like on the stage or, you know, there's something involved in that kind of capacity where I think that it's sort of like a little bit of like a, Oh god, what did they call it? The uh the thing that the Usos used to do? Siva Tau? I think is what it was called. That little like uh the, the, the haka? The haka? The tribal dance that they would do to kind of like get themselves yeah, yeah, pumped the, up. The, yeah, yeah, that's the haka, yeah. Uh Haku? <laughs> <laughs> uh maybe you have some kind of like tribal Samoan heritage type of stuff like before the match, and maybe even like afterward of like a, a ceremony. Like he is being crowned the tribal chief for beating the rock kind of a thing. Mm. Yeah, that, that could, that could work. Yeah, I can see it. <laughs> ben, it should be the rock. Ben says the whole family in a shark cage. <laughs> Get that gimmick in there too while you're at it. <laughs> um, The way I'd book it, I think Sean's idea is great. First of all, because it shouldn't be for the title. Not that I'd be against it being for the title because Rock is the biggest star ever, but it should be the marquee match outside of the championship. And it should be built around Roman Reigns saying, screw you, you're gone, your time is gone. I am the guy who is putting food on this family's table. And The Rock should shut him down and go, bitch, I am the highest paid actor in Hollywood. (laughs) Who do you think is putting food on your table? Just, there you go. He just goes, I'm president-elect Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> yeah, just basically say, like, I've got a TV show on NBC that's doing better ratings than the show that you're on. Which I would love if they did, but I don't think that they have the balls to go that, uh, to go that open and basically just shit on their own company. Dude, I'm not even the star of that show. That show's about me. It's not even, like, I'm, I'm occasionally in it, but it's like, it's not. I'm not in it. The guy who's playing me is in it, and he's more over than you are. So Aldis tweeted a picture of himself and Samoa Joe. Of course he did, because of course he's trying to get in on that. Yeah. Why, why wouldn't he want to have an NWI title match against Samoa Joe? I'm, and, uh, I'm surprised that everyone isn't sending messages to Samoa Joe saying, fight me, please yeah. fight me. Yeah, everybody is. The, the indie wrestlers that I'm following are basically, fight me. Like... Leah Rush just tweeted out, uh, releasing people on multi-thousand dollar contracts to then hire people on lower salaries is bonkers. Sometimes it's not always about the money. You're telling me there's 30 plus writers backstage and y'all can't figure out what to do with any of these people. Which is fair. Again, Which is it's, as, it's as not that hard. fun with names like Wesley Blake and Bo Dallas being like, ah, oh, they're getting paid. To, that's the dream, you know? But yeah. it's crazy that they don't get used. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things like you can say what you want about 
like the fact that AEW is spending a lot of time with um, Dark Elevation and Dark and putting a lot of hours into those ones, both for like just to get their content watch times up and whatever that is regard. But at least that's given a lot of their wrestlers platforms to do things when they're not being featured on Dynamite every single week. And they have stuff to do and they've been able to tell their own stories or have their own matches. And yeah, it's just WWE has many hours of uh, time available to it and we and one things that we do talk about a lot is like one of the negatives about it is the fact that there is so much repetition and there's so much stalling like you could just i don't know take a break from one story or just show a video package to continue one story one week and then focus on another story that you've just developing on another week instead mm-hmm. just space it out a little bit more because then because then you're getting you're having your cake and eating it too you're able to extend out stories that way without them being overexposed and boring and then you also get to showcase more of your talent that way. Not to take Tony's line, but that would require people to think <laughs> and understand that it's not that hard. And now I want cake. I would love cake. I not only want cake, but Ben has Doritos right now, and I'm jealous of Ben because Doritos is the best chip. Hashtag snack talk. I, I, I vehemently disagree with that. That's okay. Really? It All right, what's the better chip than Doritos then? Literally anyone under the sun. I don't like Doritos. I don't like. Oh, that's that's blasphemy. <laughs> Listen, Callum doesn't like pizza. I don't like Doritos. Everybody, <laughs> uh, report, uh, dude, Felice on Twitter and get his ticket. Can't cancel me because I hate Doritos. That's it. <laughs> I'm gonna try. Doritos are so good. Mm-hmm. Callum, what do you say on this? Uh, I mean, I like I like chips. Chips are great. <laughs> I mean, we call we call we call them crisps. Crisps, but... yeah. Yeah. Um, if, in regards to the best chip, uh, chip from Chip and Dale. <laughs> ah, the rescue rangers. I knew uh, a guy named Chip. That uh, that was his nickname, and I didn't find out for years that it's because his name was Dale. So everybody called him Chip. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, those, those kids are great. So, uh, for like a couple years, I'm just like, ah, that's Chip over there, or whatever. And somebody's like, it's Dale something something. And I'm like, who's Dale? Like it's kind of like oh fuck it's Chip wait that doesn't make any sense <laughs> yeah um does it throw you off by the way like the whole Chip and Crisp thing if you are like uh like the whole French fries does this just seem like absolutely ridiculous I mean it doesn't throw me off because we do it differently so it's like when you like, hear it from we, us like um. I mean, I can, I can tell what you guys are talking about, so it doesn't, it doesn't, uh, I speak American fluently enough that I can kind of get <laughs> around it, so I'm not, I'm not, uh, yeah, but it, it maybe takes, it takes me like a second or whatever like that, but I just like to clarify like where I'm actually standing in that regard. Like, oh yeah, I understand when you call it chips instead, but this is what we call it instead because we invented the language and we can. When this dude said salad cream and we're going back to the dance <laughs> <laughs> And we were both like, what? Clearly, you I mean was, dressing, like, right? Like, salad dressing, and you're like, no, it's a thing. And I was like, that blew my mind. Yeah, because I, I know what salad dressing is, like like balsamic and stuff like that. I'm just like, yeah, this definitely isn't what it is. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, we even have that in like uh, different colloquialisms in the same areas. Like, people debate around my area. They're like, is it pork roll or is it Taylor ham? And I'm like, who the hell's calling it Taylor ham? Pork roll hey, and it football, sucks. Is he a football or something? <laughs> hey, is it contract. soda or is it pop or is it? It's soda. Name? I hate pop. I mean, I don't drink soda, so I don't want you to 
think of that right it's like that but when people go like oh i have a can of pop uh. or or do you just use the all-encompassing term coke like what kind of yeah. coke? Yeah. I, 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 mean, I, 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 I just call wrong. it whatever i'm drinking yeah i just call it whatever i'm drinking yeah you're having mountain dew yeah. you're having whatever yeah cokes to me if you just say some cokes it reminds me of the greasers the outsiders and all that like you're a couple of people in the 50s oh, i'm gonna get a couple of cokes with johnny cakes you know that kind of thing and soda pop and uh pony boy and yeah pony boy is gonna just uh he'll, he'll spring a couple cents for a pop on that and whatever like i'm gonna go down to the oh god what did they used to call it those like soda parlors or whatever uh yeah. with the fountain drinks and you know the soda shop and have little uh those drinks I forgot the name of them. I'm blanking oh, on the name of the thing. Yeah, there's float the floats. Float uh, thank you, Cal. Oh, no, that's not yeah. the thing I was trying to think of. Uh, 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 soda jerk. That's what I was thinking of. Like that, the soda jerk like, is going like to give us some pop. That sounds like a really uh, weird sexual position. <laughs> soda jerk. A little bit of the bubbly. <laughs> that's quite the fountain. <laughs> oh, Once you why, pop, the fun don't stop. That, oh, that's why Mountain Dew's that color. <laughs> uh ben says also tony this is the fourth live stream you've done in less than a week i'm concerned you're not sleeping uh you don't have to be concerned ben, i'm not <laughs> ben you haven't been around here long have you i i woke up at um i don't know 10 something i think and i fell asleep i think i was still awake at eight uh, i don't know <laughs> I also has to have a question. What do you think Bianca's next feud is, or do you think Sasha gets a rematch? Sasha definitely gets a rematch. Gets a rematch. WrestleMania backlash. They're just rematching things. And then after yeah. that, I'm assuming if they're still on the roster, <laughs> then probably Natty. Maybe. I, I definitely think Sasha gets a rematch. And then we'll see who's on the roster by then. Oh, uh, just as I am um, another bit of a breaking news how it's not released don't worry about that uh, uh heart sank for a second <laughs> aew got 1.2 million viewers huh get the f oh my that's oh. more than nxt got it's not even more than nxt got that's that's i mean raw got a really big week because of wrestlemania but that is pretty oh, close to where they well, where they the were at the lowest yeah. point I mean, Raw the week before that got 1.7. To be fair, NXT got a lot closer to that million. Yeah, they got that. Eight, 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 was it eight, 850, something like that? 860 or something like, something like that. Yeah. So, so obviously, first of all, super beneficial for both uh, both brands, that uh, separation. Uh, but, uh, yeah, this is... Um, that that's a a marker by AEW, because that wasn't even a show that they pushed really heavily. I mean, they had Mike Tyson on it, so I guess that may have had some element to it, but it wasn't like the main event they pushed for it was something super big. So imagine what they would do if they actually tried to put a really, really top tier show together for it. Ben says, uh, I've actually listened to the podcast for years. At this point, I just thought that it was a running joke that he doesn't sleep. <laughs> no, it's not. It's I'm not always true. honest on the podcast. <laughs> even to we're, all, we're all concerned that Tony doesn't get enough sleep. <laughs> Uh, if I wasn't laughing, I'd be crying. Um, DJA says, I'm happy with those ratings. I'm sure that they are too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sure they're delighted. But finally, it's <laughs> ours. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with it because it shows that it, I mean, first of all, it shows that 
to me, it re-emphasizes the point of why NXT was put on Wednesday in the first place for that um, on 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 the USA Network. And in that regard, it kind of fulfilled its purpose. It kept them down for as long as they can, but now they can't be kept down that long. So, now, in fairness, they did have Wednesdays first, and we don't know if they were working on because AEW. It seems like a long time ago now, but they came out of nowhere. There was a point where it was like there will never be another competing organization. It happened pretty quick, too. It was sort of like, well, there's some rumblings. Okay, now they've announced this. Oh, my God, Jericho's in there. Oh, my God, this is happening. And their pay-per-view is double or nothing. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I understand the speed of that side of it, but there's also the fact that they announced that they were going to go on Wednesday nights on TNT, and then it was after that that NXT said they were going on live on Wednesdays on the USA Network because we didn't even know they were going to be on the USA Network at that point. Yeah, it was going to be around the same week yeah, and everything I'm, too. Yeah, I'm, I try not to do it. When things happen like this, I just think that there's WWE has done too many things, too many petty things like that in the past to make me feel like that, that isn't something that they wouldn't uh, That's understandable. So whether it is or it's not, I can't. At, the, at this point, I can't think of anywhere else with that regard. But yeah, yeah uh, uh B-Man Brian Alvarez has uh, confirmed the uh, AEW number. Uh, 0.44 and 1849. That is ridiculous. That's a ridiculous demographic number as well. 1.29 million. So is this their highest viewed show outside? It's of their second one? biggest audience ever. Ever. Holy outside shit. of its outside of its debut in October 2019. Oh my god. They got god. about 1.4. I think they got at that point. Yep. What so, was the number the last time that NXT went on Tuesday? Because remember they had that one. Episode. Oh yeah, they did do that one. They they have had a couple where it's been unopposed. Um, I I can't see any details on there. It would take me a while to search that one out, but um, I might I might have a I might have a dig around later. But just just for the sake of it's just like crazy. Like holy, uh, I'm just looking at that, just thinking holy. I I was expecting it to be definitely our post, expecting it maybe to be hovering around a million. I did have no idea it'd be that high. So um, when did Balor win the belt? Um. That was it was it was the September? two week it was it was two or three weeks after um uh the uh whatever that um special NXT was where or the NXT takeover where where Cross won. I think it was September. Yeah, it would have been around that September. I think. Let's check on the handy dandy smartcamlimit Yeah, NXT. Go under the title reigns. September 8th and then the week. Okay, so September 8th, he won the belt. Oh, look at that. I got it right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So NXT Super and, Tuesday averaged 849,000 viewers with a 0.26 rating. And then the week after that, they got 838,000. Yeah. So, so, yeah. So without competition, AEW is north of a million and NXT is eight, eight to nine. Change. Yeah. Yeah. Which is great numbers. Like, seriously, because I know we love NXT, but, like, some people don't care, you know? So when you think about that, that's really cool. Yeah. So so the impact rating for the September 9th show, obviously the one after that, was uh, 1.016 million. So they got over a million, and the previous one before that got 928,000. So, so Yeah. They they go high when NXT's not around, and they went even further this time. Isn't that bizarre? I mean, it's not bizarre because it's a great show. But it's just it feels weird that it's that high already. Wow. 
What, what, guess... a different, what a difference the move for show makes. Literally, this whole move has benefited everybody. Hmm. Everybody. Because, like, I even told... I told Tony, I don't know if you guys... I don't know if you've heard Callum, but, like, my my job was a thousand times easier and I did the same amount of work, but it, it was so much less of that, like clinching. Oh my God, I have to watch NXT and AEW and try to catch both. And it was just so easy to do. I admit I was a fan of the war cause I like the competing show aspect, but this is so much easier for everybody involved. Uh, another question from Peter was, uh, I know this, this is early, but do you think Roman's going to beat Brock's record? We were talking about the whole stretching it out. Um, I think there's a chance, but not a chance. I don't, I don't lean in that direction. I think that they're, if they want to, they'll do it. If they don't specifically have that in mind, then it won't. Cause it all depends. I think that like Nikki Bella beating AJ was planned. Because what she only beat it by like a day, right? Yeah. Or like they waited until that was right done, and then they were like, "All right, now you and can then that lose Sunday it." Sunday night, she lost the belt to Charlotte. They do that every once in a while, and I think that sometimes they do that despite the other person. But I also kind of think that sometimes they think that because somebody brings it up, and they go, "Well, that's coming up soon," and then they go, "Oh, well, then we can make a story out of it, and we can say they won the title right after the person beat the champion, or you know, like that kind of thing, or you know." I could see, because Roman, how long was Brock's record? A year and a half? Something like that, yeah. He, he held it from uh, Mania 33 Ma- to... Mania 33 until SummerSlam. SummerSlam. Yeah, 2019, whatever that was, yeah. So, wow, really? Yeah. Remember, that was the year that I was just kind of like, no, stop! <laughs> you know? Um, so I remember that for sure. But uh, Roman would have to hold it through... What was it? A little bit before SummerSlam, right? Uh, it's yeah, when it would yeah. be a year. Mm-hmm. I mean, when did he beat uh, Strowman? And... So after, the week after SummerSlam, literally the seven days later. Payback was that what it was or something? Yeah. So he'd have to hold it another couple of months, and then probably if he holds it into WrestleMania next year, then he will, he beats the record. I think. Uh, I think he would, yeah, he would round about being there. I think he'd still probably need a little bit longer. He might, maybe, yeah, maybe. it might be a little bit off. But I, I sincerely doubt that he'd have held it that long. I, I don't think it will. I don't think he'll make a year. Ben's asking, do you think that this is the worst Raw after Mania? I hated this episode in a lot of different yeah. ways. Yeah, can we can we talk about? Because I'm kind of happy that I got on before we start talking about Raw because that show, I mean, that show is enough to turn anybody off this entire product because like it started off like just to talk about that how the weekend started off so well with wrestlemania night one which apart from like a couple of small issues was just a a really successful and fun show and then the second night really turned a lot of people in terms of just like a lot of the matches and a lot of the results were just baffling from my opinion and then they do this episode of monday night raw and I don't. I literally don't know what people are thinking writing this stuff, or well, in more um, seriously, what one crazy seventy-five-year-old man is thinking writing all of this stuff and putting it together. It's like he doesn't have any understanding of what happened on the previous, uh, not even the previous not weeks raw, previous days WrestleMania. He has no idea what happened, so he's just coming up with shit on the fly. 
like, oh, let's, oh, these two guys are just hanging around in weird bane masks. Let's put them in something. It's just like, this, they were in retribution. We're just going to, oh, yeah, put them with uh, Bobby. But Bobby already had two people. No, these guys are big. <laughs> but, hmm. oh, why not? All of that shit, just the Damien Priest losing to the Miz in a handicap match with his pants around his ankles. Just, oh, just the, the, whatever that fucking women's tag team segment was. Like, I can't even, I can't even know what the thought process is going into that one. And I don't say this very often, but poor Byron Saxton having to sit there on commentary and say that them walking out of a tag team match, having seen Nia Jax slip on the rope slightly, is better than them having actually won the match in the first place. <laughs> and whoever that other commentator is, um, Adnan Verk. Yeah, it's like he was so unprepared for this role straight at the gate. He he didn't have a clue about any moves that were going on or anything like that. <laughs> to fill thought... you guys in on our uh, live chat that we had going on, I was teasing Adnan a little bit because I said he very much does definitely sound like he is uh, a baseball guy, like. He yeah. he was kind of just and uh, the Braun Strowman is over there and he's gonna hit him all the way off on the side like you know. But, but just like I don't think there was anything on that on that episode of Raw that you can't critique in one way or another, and find a real serious amount of fault in. Whether it's the opening match and Riddle getting squashed, the triple threat match with even if it was a good match having Drew McIntyre win again, which means he's going to face Bobby Lashley again after definitively losing the match at WrestleMania. And then being attacked by Retribution afterwards, the whole uh, the women's title match because Rhea Ripley and Asuka have zero chemistry with each other and it's getting even worse than it was at WrestleMania. And then Charlotte getting involved as well. Charlotte cutting one of her endless promos at the start of it, which is basically every promo she ever cuts about how people don't respect her and she doesn't get the appreciation she deserves and she's the queen and everyone else should bow down to her and blah de blah de blah de blah So blah. is Charlotte Flair not the spiritual successor to Reign of Terror Triple H? She's the spiritual I... successor to, to John Cena if John Cena was a heel. That's fair. I get and... big Reign of Terror vibes. Yeah, I, I kind of, like, I kind of feel like there were a lot more people defending Triple H in that time, and it's just a bit. I mean, a lot of people hated him, and right, probably rightly so, because that reign was just appallingly long. But it's just the issue that Charlotte just needs to be there. It's not like she needs to be in. I mean, obviously, people just go, she's just going to be in the world title picture at some point. But it's the fact that she's just there, and people just going, oh, okay. It's even worse in that regard. And to be fair, I don't think it's fully deserved by her. It's just the way that she's booked. She's great. She's yeah. a great wrestler, a great talent. Her promos are a bit robotic, but they're, they're serviceable by any any real standards. It's just the fact that she's always positioned near the top and people are sick of it. And Charlotte then, and then... is one of the, if not the best, that they've ever had. Mm. But she is still overrated by some people in some fashion because like you said her promos are more robotic than it should be mm. and i am sick and tired of hearing the same exact promo i said the the equivalent of the Dolph Ziggler promo how many years and how many times did we hear from Dolph Ziggler the i'm going to speed up and say i'm the best on monday and the best on tuesday and the best on wednesday and everybody knows that i'm the man and whatever like that kind of thing always talking about how he's on uh overlooked and underappreciated and whatever it got to a point where it was like all right this has been going on for like four years mm. you got to think of something else and 
how many times have we heard that this is the time that Charlotte is going to be the queen? Well, what about the last five times he said that this time you were going to be the queen? She's a 13-time champion. mm -hmm. How many times do you need to be the top of the the mountain? I, I understand everyone wants to be at the top of the mountain, and Charlotte is too good to be kept down for too long. But... And and we've seen what they do when she can't be on the top of the mountain for a little while. They put her in ridiculous storylines involving Lacey Evans, which was eventually going to be a top storyline. But, you know, it's... What an awful. She does, yeah, it's just weird. She's in this weird limbo where she doesn't work in the undercard, but she's overexposed in the main event. And I so, think one of the biggest problems with this is they could have, not that it would have been the best case scenario, but they could have done something far better in maybe 10 different types of ways with all three of these women. Of course, we've talked ad nauseum. They overlooked Asuka for an entire year and they said Lana going through tables is more important and all these other kind of things are more important. Zelina Vega for a minute is more important. You know, golden role models, let's bring them over to Raw because we don't care about our Raw Women's Champion, that kind of thing. They did this whole stupid thing with Charlotte and did the whole stupid thing with Lacey and they did the whole stupid thing with this and that and that and that and that. Rhea Ripley comes on on the Royal Rumble after spending a year floundering and they wait until like three weeks before WrestleMania and they go, you and Asuka. And they turn her heel so that the Raw after WrestleMania, she can be back to being a babyface because they turn Charlotte heel. And Charlotte beats the crap out of both of them. So now Rhea beat Asuka, the one that you didn't care about for a year, and she beat her as a heel, and she's lost her heel credibility because she's no longer the heel because Charlotte steals her thunder, and Charlotte's beating the crap out of the champion and the former champion. So all they're saying is Charlotte is better than both of them. Again, and it's like, oh, come on. Like, you couldn't have had the Charlotte thing just wait a couple weeks you could have had Asuka against Rhea and now I, I don't like the rematch things I don't like the repeats but I will argue that sometimes that's the best course of action and you could have had the rematch you could have thrown a little gimmick in there or something just to spice it up a little bit and then Charlotte could have came afterward and again this is not the perfect way to book it this is not what I would have pitched but if you would have approached me the day after WrestleMania and said, what do you want to do? I'd have been like, okay, well let's do Rhea and Asuka and leading up to that match at WrestleMania backlash, we can have some teases more along the lines of, well, Rhea's not really a heel. Rhea was just sort of, she's kind of being a bitch, kind of one of those things. And then she beats Asuka. They have a little moment of respect to prove to you that she is back to being a baby face. And then Charlotte can do her feud afterward and Charlotte can be the heel. Then you can go, okay, she's the heel that's going to fight Rhea. And and of course, Rhea has to win, you know, and you carry that on for a little bit. But this was just the worst way to do it. And if you're going to tell the story of Rhea Ripley being, you know, my brutality and this and that, she wins the chamber or like Mm -hmm. just, you know, if you're going to go that route and I don't like the route that they're going because it kind of makes it like, Okay, Rhea's kind of heel, but Charlotte's mega heel, and Asuka's baby face, but she's still in that position of nobody cares by default. And I don't know. There's so much else you could have done with Rhea Ripley. 
you mentioned a couple other things that yeah, I wanted to rag on. Uh, Randy Orton just goes, well, that's it for The Fiend. I love it. Well, it's not just Randy Orton, it's all three of them basically said, oh yeah, we're done with each other. Yeah, Bray's like, oh, we're, you know, we're moving on and we're getting some new friends. And Alexa's like, well, I like doing this, so I got a little puppet now. And they're just splitting the difference with that. Uh, How can they split Fiend and Bliss? They can't do that. That has to continue in some regard. Do you want it to? That story has to. Bliss, Bliss as a dark character on her own doesn't make sense. It doesn't, but half this stuff doesn't make any sense. I wouldn't be shocked at all if they just go, but we really like that, so let's keep doing it. It's long-term storytelling, everybody. I mean, I mean, they can make sense of it by basically saying that she got everything she needed out of the Fiend and she's developed this new strength and character from off the back of it, and so she'll use that going forward and just essentially be a Fiend that's not the Fiend. Whereas, and to be fair, we don't even know if the Fiend still exists because he came back as sweater Bray Wyatt and that means that he might just stay as sweater Bray Wyatt for a while yeah he's doing the whole nah I'm in the Firefly Funhouse and it's gonna be better than ever and he made the note of he will come back but maybe that's Swerve maybe he's just gonna bring back uh, uh, Swamp Bray he brings back you know? Swerve Scott <laughs> I, no no I Swamp Bray <laughs> Yeah, it's, like, it's, like, it's like I said at the end of WrestleMania, like, there's always some element of intrigue when it surrounds whatever the Fiend and Alex Swiss are doing, but it doesn't mean that anything they actually end up doing is good. It's like, you, it's like especially once you reach the point where Tony's probably reached, which is about, like, I don't care about any of this because... Tony reached that point last year, bro. Oh, yeah, obviously. But, but there's, <laughs> I think for a lot of people, there's still that case of, like, they see enough of a glimmer or enough, like, they know that Bray left to his own devices can come up with some creative stuff and... Lex is a good character for the most part. Just feel like, okay, I'm slightly, I just want to know what they're going to do next. And then I can either crap on it, which is almost like 90% likely at this point, or maybe they'll actually come up with something that makes me feel like, okay, maybe they're going in the right direction before the next week they ruin it. That's kind of, that's <laughs> kind of my attitude towards all this right now. Look, you know the hashtag, but. I look at this as right. I look at oh, that's a that's a different hashtag of I told you Tony was right I but, told you so and uh, uh, I'll have a list of them going it'll be I told you so Tony was right it's not that hard people have to think just plan things out ahead of time and then the one I was about to say which is Last Jedi sucked where I look at this as the same as the J.J. Abrams mystery box type of thing where whoever is responsible for this thinks that proper writing and mystery and intrigue is all about what's coming next and never actually delivering with anything. And it's just a matter of how can we hook them to come back again? And then it doesn't matter if you never do anything, because if you just go, well, the tune in next week. And then there's some people that that works on where they just, it's the gambler's mentality type of thing. Next week's going to be when the payoff is no next week is, and there's plenty of TV shows that do that, and every single one of those TV shows, people get pissed. Heroes. Not to spoil however these shows go, but spoilers just in case. Heroes Season 1 was a phenomenon, 
and it was amazing. And I was talking to so many people that weren't even into like the superhero genre about like, what do you think that the Petrellis are doing this and what do you think's happened with that? And at the end of the season, everybody goes, well, shit, that's it. But then they tease, oh, but what about next season? At the end of next season, everybody goes, oh, well, maybe they're going to go. And then they go, shit, that's it. And they ended up doing that multiple times to the point where the hero's show has actually flat out ended, I think, three times. And every time that it ended, it goes, well, that sucked. That wasn't worth it. Now, I didn't watch Lost, but I know how Lost ends. And I'm not going to spoil it. But Lost ended in a way that everybody went, oh, well, come on. Of course. That's stupid. It seems like people are upset about any of those kind of shows. So this idea of we'll drag them along and we'll do that. Uh Game of Thrones. I never watched Game of Thrones, but they teased something yesterday about Winter is Coming. And I clicked on it just to see because it was on Twitter. And all of the comments are, oh, is this a redo of season eight? <laughs> like everybody just being like, this show sucked. I, I spent there for eight seasons and you kept telling me Winter is Coming and Winter ended up being two seconds. Bray Wyatt is a character that I think that they are writing with that mentality of it'll happen, keep tuning in, and then eventually when it doesn't happen and they can't do it anymore, they go, plans changed, sorry, move on, forgive and forget. Because that's Vince's mentality a lot. We've heard a lot of stories, whether it's uh, something they wrestle with or a shoot interview or whatever. I mean, I'm sure that you guys can think of examples too. We've heard a lot of stories where the way that Vince approaches things is whatever, move on. And I think that he thinks that other people do. I'm not the type that does that. I think there's something to be said for being in your own bubble to the point where you need it to burst. Like I, for example, told you guys for months, they can't push Matt Riddle. Oh my God, people are going to shit all over Matt Riddle because my surroundings, when I'm not talking to you guys, like the people who are on Twitter right now complaining that Riddle still has a job today are the people who are like, no, Riddle got outed in the speaking out movement. He's a horrible person. Boo him. Of course, when he gets in front of a full crowd of different kinds of people, they mostly cheer him. You need to get out of your own bubble every now and again, and I wish Vince McMahon would. We had uh, that terrible stuff with The Miz. I guess that uh, was goofy enough that the people who watch Ms. and Mrs. would find that funny. I don't know. I don't watch Ms. and Mrs. There wasn't enough Margot to keep them excited, probably. Is she, like, one of the definite main characters? Uh, I I think that... I don't, I don't know, because I don't watch it regularly enough, but when I was watching it, like, years ago and stuff like that, and just, like, capturing bits and pieces, she seemed to be one of the biggest stars on the entire thing. Like, the whole wacky, mom. older mom type of thing. Yeah. Because the dad, uh, his dad's playing that kind of thing, right? Kofi's dad? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which, I mean, I mean the, whole, the whole match itself. Is, uh, <laughs> I couldn't resist it. You, you, you can hear Cal's like, uh, I want to move on. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, just with the match itself, it's, it's just so disappointing to see this guy, Damien Priest, be, he comes in and you feel like, okay, they're sweating with Bad Bunny and then maybe he's going to get, that's going to keep him relevant for a while and then he'll get a, a push off the back of it. But no, as soon as 
Bad Bunny disappears, the celebrity goes away. He's back to being 50-50 booked like everyone else in this company. And it's I, just so it's, it's just so disappointing. I will say I I think I know where they're going with that where in their mind he practically almost beat a former two-time WWE champion and Morrison's accomplished quite a bit at the same time and he only lost through distraction from Maurice with Miz being on the ropes. So it's kind of like, all right, well, they did everything that they could other than having him win to make it seem like he wasn't taking a shot. But it, why did you book it to begin with? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the, that's, the issue isn't the fact that the match ended the way it did. It's the fact that the match took place in the first place. Mm-hmm. Like You could have had Damien Priest take on anyone. You could have had uh, Miz and uh, Morrison take on anybody else. But, but by the token of that match at WrestleMania, that, match, that feud should be done. Like it's over, bad yeah. has gone. Bane Priest can move on to something else now. Doesn't need to. I mean, they're already pretty much teasing the idea that they're going to be splitting Miz and Morrison as well through that segment because they seem to be mm-hmm. at a bit of loggerheads with each other as well. So you could have done something like a tag team match where they lost against some team and then that fuels the breakup towards it. And Maurice can be a catalyst towards that by saying that Miz is a former WWE champion. Why are you t- lugging this guy along with you? And then that could start the feud between those two. And that is when they call up Frankie Monet. Like, they could have done something with the New Day. Instead of having Elias and Riker, it could have been the New Day facing Miz and Morrison and calling attention to the whole, you know, well, you know, you lost at WrestleMania. Oh, you lost at WrestleMania. Okay, well, now we're trying to work our way into tag team division. And, you know. Yeah. Almost and AJ weren't even on the show. No. Seamus was on Raw Talk and he wasn't on the actual show as well. Mm Mm-hmm. Like these guys won big matches at WrestleMania. You should be featuring them on your show. Well, maybe there is a reason. We don't know. <laughs> yeah, the reason is uh, we didn't think of it. <laughs> <laughs> That's some good Dev Wildcoods work there, bro. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, you guys got to think about these things. But no, seriously, I don't know why they didn't have Sheamus on the show if Sheamus was there. In right. the case of Omos or AJ, they weren't there. So maybe. They just weren't in the venue at the time. Maybe they're going to be on SmackDown and they're going to trade their titles with the other titles. (laughs) (laughs) That would be two-time tag team champion Omos. The Mm. only person who's ever won a championship twice after the same week of his debut. Yeah. Carrying across open the show on NXT, though, and he is feeling more like a tweener to me, if not a full-blown babyface. Oh, that was pretty interesting. The heel and face turn list turn? I have him down as a pending. Uh, okay. okay, well, as long as you did it. They were all over the place with that tonight because they had Mercedes Martinez beat Jesse Kamea and then afterward call out Raquel, who Raquel was posing with Dakota Kai and then oh, posing with Ray Ripley and Bianca Belair and feuding, I guess, right now with Frankie Monet, who's definitely a heel. So Raquel is feeling like a baby face and Mercedes is a baby face for a segment and then a heel. And Dakota is, we'll see. And Rhea is more of a baby face and Bianca is definitely a baby face and Monet is a heel, but the dog <laughs> is a baby face. <laughs> the dog is great. Five stars to the dog. I think they're doing something with Mercedes in particular, where she's basically just a mercenary. Like, I think they should lean into this whole um, like one woman APA type angle with her. Perhaps they should call her Reckoning. <laughs> no, she was. What was her name? Well, retaliation. Uh, retaliation, which is yeah. worse. God. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think 
like she's just fighting whoever she feels like it. You had to do some finality to that Robert Stone thing where she like was agreeing to tag with them and then gets paid afterwards but then doesn't get paid. So I can understand doing that. And then she's going after the women's title. She'd be a good first opponent for Raquel. Mm. Ra- Raquel is clearly babyface now. And they did that whole segment with Bianca and Rhea Ripley, which essentially turns all them babyface as well. Yeah. And yeah, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. I mean, I think people, I, I can enjoy those segments like in a bubble every now and again. I don't want them to be constant like this whole, oh, we're breaking all the fourth walls because I, I recall several months ago that you two were beating the shit out of each other in the last woman standing match. And yet you're now hugging each other on the stage <laughs> because you both have women's titles. Just, okay, I can kind of compartmentalize that if it's just a one-off thing. So, yeah, that was good. Other stuff on NXT. We got a new Chris Ray champion. Kushida beats Santos Escobar. As soon, yeah, as soon as I heard that, because um, I obviously didn't watch it live, but as soon as I heard that Kushida was the one that accepted challenge, I knew the title was changing hands. Yeah, as soon as I tuned in to see Kushida wearing different gear, I was like, oh, he won. Yeah, as soon as I <laughs> make it a third. As soon as I, <laughs> no, I had as soon, Kushida. As soon, as soon as Santos won the title at WrestleMania, <laughs> the I, I knew that Kushida was winning it. <laughs> now I had Kushida down on my predictions for a, at least a couple weeks, if not a couple months, at this point, because I had it written down as Jordan Devlin slash Escobar, and then next champion Kushida. And the way that I had written it down was whenever they sort out. What's happening with this? Kushida's probably going to be the next champion. And I was just like, oh, they might not sort it out. I don't know. And once that switched over, it was like, all right, let me get rid of the Jordan Devlin part. Just have Santos Escobar, next champion, Kushida. But I did not expect it to happen this quick. <laughs> I thought that that wouldn't happen for at least another month or so. And I guess they just figured, well, you know, he's unified it. Now we've got a champion. Let's move on. They probably wanted to do that a couple months ago and finally just got around to it. And I commend them for waiting and being like, let's wait until we've got the championship sorted out and we can get Devlin over and we can do that match. And then we can move on to Kushida because Kushida's going to be fine. Well, Kushida's going to be great. He's the champion. Yeah, Kushida's yeah. going to be doing wonderfully. I mean, as far um, as like he had lost to Pete Dunne and oh, yeah. he hadn't been doing anything for a while, but they just Wins waited and, and now he's champion. Wins and no, losses I- don't matter. Yeah. I I want these two to trade the title around quite a bit because um I just don't I just I, I think that, that would be a good way to get more eyes on the title by having them hot potato it a little bit. Eyes on you can do the that title. with some titles. Just something that <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think like every now and again you can do that sort of stuff with championships where they just like they could be feuding with each other for about two or three months from this point and trade the title about three or four times. It's not gonna I don't think it's going to damage the prestige of that title because at the end of the day, there's not really much worse they can do with it other than, I don't know, hand it over to, um, uh, uh, what's that? What's the guy's name? Uh, Jeremy Borash. Yeah, just, ha- just give it to him at one point. But, but, um, but yeah, I, I feel like I feel like that's was a, it was a good match and I feel it'll be a decent build towards storyline between those two. Always more hopeful when you talk about NXT to a degree. NXT's great, and God, I'm hoping that we don't get any kind of more releases when it comes to that. Um, I haven't seen anything more on the release side of things. No, I, I, I think that they're done for today. Maybe we could hope, yeah. at the very least. Hey, they put it's the pistol like... away for now. 
<laughs> Holster it. Yeah. Bang bang. Oh, McFoley, sir. <laughs> and uh, hang let's... on, you're dead. Let's <laughs> <laughs> speak English. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck it out. <laughs> hey, review to hey, a kill. Remember, everybody. Hey, you know who who released the guy? A woman. <laughs> I did not anticipate when we started the review to a kill uh, series that that would be probably the number one thing that we would be joking about afterwards. I mean, I knew that that would be a gimmick at some point. I figured that that would be something we would laugh about, but I, I even thought we'd get more out of like the uh, double take pigeon or something, you know? Well, that's just ridiculous. <laughs> Maybe I need to get some kind of double take pigeon gif and make that. Uh, thing for like the, I don't know the future going on <laughs> um, I think we ran out of all the uh, all the ones that we were talking about uh, all the questions and everything mm. don't want to talk a bit about dynamite oh dynamite uh, yeah dynamite, dynamite was great dynamite earned every bit of that 1.29 million viewers yeah, yeah I mean I, I enjoyed the show for the most part I mean Got to see um, Jericho against Dax Harwood. I never guy. thought I'd end up seeing, but it was yeah, it was great. Uh, the opener was outstanding. Like just yeah, put put the young bucks against Pack and Phoenix and just inject that into my veins every single week, and I'm pretty much good to go. Um, the the, the main event was convoluted, but for the most part, it was the actual wrestling itself was good. Um, got a lot. Uh, Chris Stanlander looked good. Cargill looks. Looks like she's got some real potential behind her. Cargill, I don't know how you can look at Cargill and not just start seeing dollar signs, mm. you know, up here above her head. She's amazing. And I'm very um, hopeful for Anthony Gogo, just because I I kind of like the punch finisher. It it does. <laughs> uh, it it works for me. I just feel like I know we always make joke about how like the big shows punch and how that's one of the worst finishes of all time. But this guy is a former professional boxer, like won a bronze medal at the Olympics. He does know how to put a lot of power behind that punch. And yeah, I feel like if you if you can tell a story about how he might not be the best technical wrestler, but if you if you, can you pack get a punch. through one of the, yeah if you get through <laughs> one of those punches, you just you can just go down and be pretty much incapacitated for the rest of the match, then that, that I think that could really work as a story. I think, I'm pretty sure they tried to do those sort of gimmicks in the past where um, I think with uh, Rocky Johnson, they tried to do that gimmick of how he's not really a wrestler, he's a boxer. And then they tried to build a whole, build a whole feud between him and Jerry Lawler about that. How fun is Young Rock, by the way? Um, I, I haven't watched any of it, so I couldn't tell you. I like that they make Rocky Johnson look like he's not that great of a guy. I actually enjoy that show quite a bit. Uh, of course, the best parts about it are when they get into the whole, like, you know, the often Seeker just hanging out kind of a thing, and Andre is there, and uh, uh, Macho Man's, like, uh, sleeping with this random chick in his hotel room, and, you know, like, that kind of stuff. But I'm I'm liking that show. I like that quite a bit. Um, I actually, I skipped the very beginning of Dynamite, which everybody keeps saying is like the best part of it was a, uh, Death Triangle and Young Bucks. I didn't yeah. see that one. I was just busy doing other stuff and you, you should, I, I would say make time to watch it. 
I might go time. back. Yeah, depending on how much time yeah, I got. Yeah, I, I think you really should. I mean, fun a bit. Like I know a lot of people obviously when they talk about like best wrestlers and stuff like that. There's always a tendency to lean towards singles guys. Is anyone having a better run of matches recently than the Young Bucks? Maybe Phoenix because Phoenix gets in the right. Oh, Phoenix, yeah, well, Phoenix is great as well. But I mean, AEW has a lot of top talents, and obviously WWE has. I mean, Sheamus is on the run of his life as well in WWE, so there are people having like consistently great matches. But John Skyler. Like... <laughs> <laughs> I just looked up a random name on AEW Dark. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I can't recall him off the top of my head, but like, I'm sure he's having some good matches as well. But uh, I don't know. I can't but, tell you. <laughs> Yeah, but there's um, but but yeah, just the Young Bucks since twenty, obviously since AEW started realistically, but throughout twenty twenty and now into twenty twenty one, they don't really have bad matches anymore, and they actually tell stories in them as well. When like anybody that says they're just spot monkeys, literally just don't watch, either don't watch them or just refuse to see what's there in front of their eyes. Here's something I didn't like about Dynamite: Taz and Christian Cage. Oh, but it was so much. Oh, that was fun. awesome. I didn't like so, that. I, I don't two, like the idea. inside baseball for you. I just don't like the idea that Taz wants to recruit Christian and Christian says no. And I'm like, all right, this is maybe the fourth story that we've had of Taz wants to recruit somebody and they say no. And then he's mad. I'd like to see something a little bit different than that. And I don't think that Christian's a guy that is going to feud super duper well with a lot of those people. I think he and Starks works but i kind of can't picture cage and cage like hobbs doing anything hobbs great yeah you're gonna say it next week but um i i i i know obviously the storyline it may be come across a bit repetitive about that but that's kind of what the storyline should be with taz's crew it's like taz should be looking to recruit top names and then if they say no then he's going to take them out and make them regret not joining him and I think I'd also like really that. like an episode where Tony Schiavone doesn't have to interview a former legend. Uh, well, he well Christian's like an actual member of the roster, so it's not like he's talking to a former legend at that point. I mean, Tony Schiavone needs stuff to do. It can't just be just a commentary. Yeah, he'd be commentator, but we every week it's been either he talks to Cage and or he talks to Sting. But you can't put Jim Ross in that role, Tony. Yeah, I, I feel like that's, that's what you should be doing with the legends. The legends are there mostly as, like, speakers. Like, Sting doesn't wrestle all, all the time. He's only wrestled one match. Christian's not wrestling every single week. Big Show's not wrestling at the moment. It's just those guys are there as a vocal personality, so you should have somebody interview them. It's like every week, again, I don't. I, I know there's always the idea of, like, David, uh AEW is like fetishizing the WCW and the 80s NWA and stuff like that, but they were always big promo segments throughout the thing and somebody interviewing them. It just, and those segments work in the right context. It's not my thing after a while. I just kind of go, all right, Sting's talking again. Somebody's going to interrupt him. Skip, fast forward. Lance Archer is just going to say the same thing. Then I go, I well, I don't need to watch that seven times. I don't mind it as much when it's, you know, Hey, we're actually gonna do the interview, and somebody will do the interruption properly. Not Sting doesn't even say a word, and here comes, you know, Lance Archer. Yeah, I I I like the fact that 
Christian's at least having to do some feuds. He hasn't just been directly positioned into the world title picture. I think that's somewhere they'll end up going. I don't know when exactly. It, it doesn't strike me as, and it, it sounds odd because Christian is obviously somewhat of a name, that I don't think they'll do that on a pay-per-view. I think they'll do that on a Dynamite instead. Because I, I feel like the main people that Omega should be focusing on in the build-up towards the different shows are, let, let's say, for argument's sake, that you're going to do the page and you're going to do the title change at full gear or maybe even All Out, because All Out is like, it'd be late August, early September. So realistically, you only have one pay-per-view between that because you only have Double or Nothing between that and All Out. Mm-hmm. And Double or Nothing is coming up in May, if I remember correctly. Yeah. And so who do you, who would you have as, who's kind of in a position in, by May to challenge for the world championship? It's May 30th. So they do have, uh, seven weeks for that. Yeah, I'm I'm sure, I'm sure they will have someone positioned by that point, but it's just, because it seems, I think Double Nothing at the moment, again, it's speculative because it's quite far away and they could do anything between those points. And they do put big matches on uh, Dynamite. But it does seem to me that a lock-in for a match at um, Double or Nothing is Moxley and Kingston against the Young Bucks for the tag titles. I can see that. And so that rules out Moxley as a potential opponent for Kenny Omega. Obviously, I don't think they'd retread it after... Um, uh, revolution anyway we're getting you... blood and guts on may 5th yeah so that rules out jericho unless jericho wins the blood and guts match and then faces omega as like a that boosts him up to the number one rank yeah i guess they could do something about the idea of the winners of those matches get titles like respective title shots down the road if they wanted to go around that i think i feel like they'd keep that separate I yeah. almost feel like you're going to have the Blood and Guts match, and then I think you're going to get Jericho against MJF in a singles match on Double or Nothing as well. Um, I hope that they don't go with Paige. It, I don't think it'll be Paige or Double or Nothing, because I feel like they... I think they see... I, I'd like to think they see the long-term potential of making him the next champion. So, but it kind of restricts who you can... I think the best option once you do now that that's all out of the way is that you go pack. Well, you would have to go page at some point. Oh, you, yeah, he's the number one, but he's the number one ranked. Oh yeah. You do have to do use page eventually, but even if you use him and screw him out and build him to another match where he gets the win, I think you have to use him because of your ranking system. Maybe it's Brian cage. Cage is a, is a good possibility if they do. Maybe that's the thing that's like catalysts him away from Team Taz is he, he gets into the match as Team Taz, but he wants to fight it fairly and he refuses to use any of their tricks. And then he ends up losing the match and then he's kicked out of Team Taz and that starts a feud between all those guys instead. It's like Cage, Cage and um, Cage and Cage against yeah. Starks and Hobbs kind of a thing. It seems like they would end up teaming a cage with Sting maybe as well down the road because they seem to have a some sort of a fellowship in that regard. But yeah, I'm trying to think of anyone else that really stands out. I mean, they wouldn't do if if Mox and Kingston are out there, then they're out of it. I think Pack is a good possibility because they probably had one of the best TV matches of last year on Dynamite. So putting it on pay per view would just make it and giving them about like 20 to 30 minutes would probably make it even better. I mean, by that point, Omega is probably the Impact champion as well. 
So see whether that gets involved in some capacity as well. Here are two other hot tags that I think we could talk about. This one, okay. uh, you just reminded me of it, actually. You had said about give him 20 to 30 minutes. Tony Khan was about talking about how he might want to do intermissions on pay-per-views. Yeah, he um, was. So I think he's probably, he's got that to a degree, I think, from uh, New Japan's approach. Because New Japan has had a tendency in the past in, on bigger shows to put like about 20, 30 minute intermissions in the middle of the show. I And obviously there's a, there's a, there's a history in stage shows and anything like that that you have an intermission halfway through like a two to three hour long stage show. So it's not uncommon in basically pretty much any other forms of entertainment. I don't think it works in in the way that I guess when you look at how long AEW shows are, how long their matches mm-hmm. are, and you're basically going to say, okay, we, we've been here for two hours now. We've probably seen about by the rate they usually go about five matches. Let's take a let's take an intermission now, and then we'll be back um, with back back twenty minutes later with even more like two hours more wrestling. And on a Sunday night, which you're already going to go about four or five hours anyway. When people can complain and say, you could have put these other people on the card. Yeah. And had more matches. And why am I paying for this is another thing. Because like the Super Bowl, you don't pay for the Super Bowl outside of you bought your TV. Because the Super Bowl isn't on cable even. So you can't even make the argument that you're paying for cable. No, it's not a pay-per-view. It's not cable. And the Super Bowl is something that it starts like earlier in the day as well. So you can also even you can't even make the argument that the people need a rest because the Super Bowl it's the same team playing the entire game, and they could use a rest. But it's different wrestlers each match. So yeah. I think that this is a terrible idea. Yeah, I mean it depends what they seem as like quote unquote doing during the intermission. Whether it's just going to be like a black screen. 20 minutes or they use this to do promo work or something to that to that degree instead it's still not great either way but he had said can... video packages okay well yeah it, it's already worth it at that point you especially if you have the doing... pre-show yeah you shouldn't be doing i mean there's no point doing video packages yeah you got the pre-show there's no point doing video packages to hype up the rest of the show because you've already bought it at that point mm-hmm. so <laughs> so yeah i I, I, I don't like it as an idea. I don't think that they should take that approach. I mean, at the end of the day, I don't have a problem with them trialing it. I like it as an idea. I just don't like it when your show starts at 8 and goes to midnight anyway. And I know that's the same thing uh, Jeremy Lambert said on Twitter and Tony Khan legitimately responded to him being like, it's just an idea I had, you know. But I think all these shows could use intermissions. You know what I mean? Like... These shows can run too long. That's why the two night WrestleMania has been a success to most people. I like the two night mania. I, but like I think these AEW shows are even longer. They could use the intermission. It's just one of those things where, not, you know, not, uh, not the way they're running it because you're already going to midnight. I I would say, do maybe try the intermission, but then just make your show shorter still. Just you, your pay-per-view shouldn't go longer than three, three and a half hours. Just cut it off there. Have an intermission like two hours in 
carry on see how see how it works first time if people hate it then don't do it again and maybe not make it a long intermission either make maybe make it like 10 minutes yeah something like that it doesn't need to be like over, half hour like overall or anything like that and just gives people a chance to like go to the bathroom get some snacks anything along those lines before coming back into it, it means they won't have to do it during one of the matches instead uh, but then I assume some people end up just complaining that, oh, if you're making the pay-per-view shorter and putting in admissions, then then people won't get on the card. And what are you going to do with that? And just yeah, okay, and, and well, at that point, stop listening to people. Just, yeah, just, like do, that, just do you and, that's and see how it goes. Entirely. People need to stop having a platform. <laughs> that's He says on his platform, I'm aware. Like, I'm just saying, you can't always please everybody. And I think they're starting to learn that. I I think that's dangerous slope though. When you do the whole, you can't always please anybody. So I don't care if I can please anybody. Like what we've no. seen with some people, I think you always have to keep in mind. Every complaint has some validity to it, even if it's very, 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 very minuscule. Well, I, I think at that point there, it's like people say, "Oh, I hate the fact that AEW pay per views run so long," but then they also don't put the people that I want on the card all the time. Right. It's just you can't have it both that, ways. That, yeah, yeah. At that point, you just uh, at that point, I just. I can't say like I just stop listening to those people. I would just say, okay, we're going to decide our way based on one of your two suggestions, and we know you're going to complain anyway. So just shut up. It's that type of it's that's not criticism. It's 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 whining. That's that's they're two very different things to me. Yeah, right. Constructive criticism is something that I think a lot of people aren't okay with lately. Yeah, which is stupid because that's a good thing. But then other people go, oh, constructive criticism. That means I'll bitch about everything. And then you go, no, that's not constructive criticism. That's just, like you said, it's just whining. And that's what it gets under my skin when people act like that's what I do. And I'm like, no, I'm talking about the things I like. I'm talking about the things I don't like. And then when people go, you liked 90% of something, but that means you don't like anything. I'm like, oh, come on. You know, those people you ignore. Yeah, they suck. The other hat tag that I want to talk about, and uh, unfortunately, this is probably the worst topic to talk about for the, our final topic, because we've been going on for three hours and 45 minutes, um, is that at least one person has already tested positive for COVID from WrestleMania weekend. And uh, this person... I am shocked. By God, I it's... I am truly shocked. <laughs> Are you? <laughs> Like, I mean, no. <laughs> By God, Logan on Twitter, he had said, returned from Collective 2020 and WrestleMania yesterday, tested positive for COVID today. This was yesterday. Everyone make sure you get tested. So he had seen, or he had went to both WrestleMania nights, Jimmy Lloyd's Degeneration F, Bloodsport, and Spring Break. Of course, it's impossible to really know when and where he contracted it, but everybody at those potential things, even more so now, should get themselves tested. Because at least mm-hmm. one person definitely had it. Yeah, it's, again... Chalked with face. That amount of, yeah, with, with that amount of people coming in, it was just... It was something that was more of an inevitability than something you kind of hope against. It's 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 still disappointing, though. Like how you can't, you couldn't have screened people better. But but then again, I don't think they, it's one of those things like they care, but they don't. So they don't want anyone to contract Kobe because it shows a bad public image for them. 
but also I don't think they were going to let that stop them from doing a show with fans in front of them. I think it's one of those things where this was going to happen, and even if you got COVID, people are kind of like, ah, you, we got to get back to life. Fuck you. A lot of people are just sort of like, they knew the risk, which they did. And some other people are going, oh, he got it at the at the blood sport thing. He got it at this. He got it at it. Nobody's going to know. I would think where you got it either. Like, yeah, I mean, ultimately you got it. And that's, you know, it's kind of the whole, like, what's, what the way do you want to die? I don't want to die. <laughs> you know, kind of a thing. Like, but I would say that it's probably more likely he got it at the indie things just because they probably don't have as much of a regulation and some testing and everything. And probably the people that are going there are probably, more I'm so the type right there because somebody's gonna go well gcw has always been so covid secure and always they require testing yeah they require testing for the talent but like they're all they're gonna do is tell you mask up probably temperature check if that oh I, I would say that there's a possibility of that happening i would also say none of those shows had twenty five thousand people in attendance right that's another yeah, thing that I, just. I, I, I'm gonna make the argument though that that twenty five thousand in attendance show didn't have people as huddled up as the indie shows. There were people standing right next to each other constantly at that WrestleMania show. Yeah, but have you seen a Nick Gage entrance? I know that's. I know it's different. I'm not saying that. Again, I'm not saying that it definitely didn't happen one with mm-hmm. the other. I just don't think like people should point towards. Oh, just because it's an indie show means that it's more. No, absolutely yeah. not. But listen, if you're talking to me, pal, I'll tell you right now. All this is stupid, and none of it should have been allowed. <laughs> right? No, yeah. No, no. But that's again. It's one of those weird balancing acts where people are so desperate to get fans back in, but they say only if it's safe. Only if it's safe. Well, I've got news for you. It probably won't be safe for another six months to a year still. But you're so desperate to get fans back in because you're so sick of watching wrestling with screens in front of it. It's just, mm-hmm. okay, one or two things have to happen. Either stop watching wrestling until the fans come back or just stop bitching and moaning about fans coming back because you can't have it both ways. You can't make it 100% safe for people to come in unless you have smaller crowds. If you're doing the thing like NXT are doing right now where you're having some people come in, but it's only like 30 like people. A handful of, yeah, like, like a few dozen people at most. And you can actually test all of them and verify all of them before coming in or then then obviously you can do that and it's completely safe but don't you can't have a show with 20 plus thousand people and expect at this point in april of 2021 that everyone is going to be hunky-dory and good to go at least one person as we've seen had covid going into it and that means there's a likelihood that a lot of other people at wrestlemania either contracted it there or had it while it was there and maybe didn't know about it hunky dory has not been released yet by the way everybody if anybody's wondering um he's good, there's he's, also he's the a, whole there's also the whole idea that if the indie shows are inside that's uh not as safe much, as the outside yeah it's, yeah it's much more likely to spread uh, inside and outside so yeah there is there and is they, that they side all, to it as well this. they all did outside shows you know they all did as good as they could it's just we're dealing with the never before seen virus I, I won't divulge too much but I just got a text while we're talking had, like my friend got the first shot she's having a weird reaction to it this shit ain't 
done yet. I'm just begging people to stop rushing to the ending when we don't know what we're dealing with here. What's the uh, reaction, if you don't mind uh, me it's, asking? Uh, I, I believe it's like a rash, and it's a bit of a swelling up. Like, it's getting real bad. They told they told her, if it goes past this point, you need to go to the ER. And, uh, yeah, so be safe. Get vaccinated. But Knocking on my wood for this weekend. <laughs> yeah, please, for the love of God, I don't need anything coming into you. <laughs> good. Uh, I don't know. All I'm saying is, they were right to try and do these things, but the desperation could be our downfall. On a happier note. Yeah, I was just gonna say. I, I'm like, I'm trying to figure out how to how to translate that because it's the it's a podcast about COVID and a bunch of releases, and I'm like, oh man. Well, let's be clear. Mailbag. If, <laughs> if you listen to the first hour, we're just like, oh man, a woman. And Sesame Street saw on the air, and oh, two eggs for you. <laughs> just like it's a wild trip. Hopefully, in some fashion, you guys enjoyed it. Though we wanted to give you something to kind of counteract the fact that we're not going to be doing the hot tags. This is this is a double edition for sure. It's a four hour long podcast. So, oh, and you got your hot tags, pal. We you got, got your hot tags. That's for sure. Uh, that means that we won't be recording a podcast until we record the next uh, James Bond podcast on Monday, which we record well in advance. So you guys won't be hearing the GoldenEye one or the License to Kill one until a couple weeks from now, probably what's it, May 14th, I think. But the game plan for next week is sort of up in the air. It could be a couple different things. I don't know. Um, we're talking about some ideas before we were talking about potentially doing a mock draft, maybe doing a top rope list, maybe doing a fantasy booking of something. I, I don't know. We got ideas. Maybe we'll start doing the quick turnaround. Do something like that. If you got any suggestions, drop them in the comments below and uh, tell us what you want. What are you about to say, Rob? I, I'm going to I'll re- leave it with this because Chelsea Green has commented on her release. I've made a once in li- I've made once in a lifetime memories at WWE. I didn't do everything I set out to do, but I'm proud of what I have done. You know, she was in a Royal Rumble. She says she's proud of the fact that she never took no for an answer, even at the four tryouts and reality show. I'm proud of the fact that I came back stronger every single time I was knocked down or broken arm. Although it's been a few years, nothing has changed. I'm still that girl. Tomorrow I'll get up, dust myself off, and start on my next journey. I'm taking back control. I'm refocusing and I'm going to do what I've always set out to do, make a name for myself. It's been short and sweet WWE universe. I'll see you on TV. Good enough statement. I'll see you on TV is the best way to end it. And yeah, I think she is going to be more than fine. In fact, she might prove to be a scenario situation where it's like, She's one of the biggest women superstars in the world now. How'd you let her go? AEW or Impact? I would go Impact. I still want Impact to merge with AEW. So <laughs> I want it. They're going to merge, bro. Merge. Merge, freak. Uh, anyway, check out what we've got going on. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and all over the place. Set up the Patreon. Check out fanboysanonymous.com. All the things that are happening there. Do the contests. 
uh hit the like button hit the share button drop your comments follow me at tony mango follow robin callum i'm gonna pass the baton over whoever wants to catch it toss i'll just take it because you've been uh if you've been following this podcast you should be checking out fightful.com where we've got all the latest news and the releases sean ross app will be breaking as much news as he can on fightful select so please check all that out and follow me on twitter dude felice callum catch Okay, I know I joined this slightly later than the other guys, but I would encourage you to check out smartcomoma.com for all of the um, all the great articles, power rankings, the new season will be starting on Saturday when I put that article live. And then you can check out, uh, if you're interested, on just listening to some retro co- wrestling content, there's 2001 Wrestling Odyssey and the Paul Heyman Smackdown podcast in the Smartcom Moment archives, whether it's on YouTube or the podcast feeds. Follow me on Twitter at Weekmeister14. All right, everybody. We will see you when we see you. Stay safe. Have fun. Uh, smile a little bit. <laughs> smile, you're uh, on uh, candid Tucker, camera. Tucker just tweeted, he's making lemonade. You know a thing or two about that, Tony. <laughs> Life gives you lemons. Then, I don't know, uh, you're going to have a sour face. <laughs> so, <laughs> we'll see you hopefully very, very soon, everybody. And uh, continue checking out everything that's happening. And adios for now. But this has been another Smart Out moment. And we're being counted out. Ah!